from the Los Angeles Underground. It's time for your new favorite podcast, The Superiority Complex. It's like honey in your ear holes. Welcome back to the Superiority Complex, everyone. Your new favorite podcast every week. It's another trip down. <laughs> I lost my own trip. It's, it's another a, trip down Mamory Lane, it's, Hollywood it's a, Boulevard. It's another trip down Hollywood Boulevard. It's brought to you by Ray Davies and the Kinks. Um, <clears throat> John, by the way, uh, good friend of the show, Pat Francis, sent me a picture of Ray Davies and his brother, Dave Davies, walking down the street somewhere in London together i got it yeah i got it isn't that great that was like christmas day they're like exchanging gifts in the park they're like walking down the street with their masks on like blocks from each other with their masks on beautiful loved it love to see it hopefully that Mm -hmm. means uh we get the uh we get a kinks reunion album very soon uh what i think they're working on it what i was about to say when i was rudely interrupted by myself was that we are your new favorite podcast and every week it's a different journey through a different i can't even (laughs) Nope, it's it's gone. (laughs) Different journey into pop culture is what I'm trying to say at the top of the top of the hour. Give, give, bring everybody in, invite everybody in, be very inviting. Let them know what they're in for for the next four or five hours, however long this podcast (laughs) is going to run. (laughs) You've just entered the twilight zone. That's it. That's it, John. Speaking of the twilight zone, I don't know if you've heard the news. The most tragic. Of all news, America's sweetheart, mm. Mm. Don Wells, has passed yeah. away today. Oh, uh, no. And it was because of complications uh. of uh, of COVID-19. Oh, boy. That sucks. Now it's personal. Yeah. This time it's personal. So all you people that don't want to wear a mask and mask up, you killed America's sweetheart. Nice going, a-holes. You killed, how does that you make killed Marianne. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Marianne Who's was left it, now. The, I think that's it. I think she was the last one. Gin, oh, Ginger. Tina Louise is left. Is Tina Louise still alive? Ironic. Ironically, yeah. Why is that ironic? Wow. Oh, because she, she was the one that never wanted in. She didn't want in on the reunions. She always said, I don't want to be part of the reunions. So, ironically, she's the one that's left. Yeah. She can have a reunion now all on her own. Well, yeah, I think Marianne was the youngest of uh, of the whole cast, I believe. Wow, and, uh, that's just sad. Uh, John, what is your favorite mm. episode of Gilligan's Island? Let me guess. Monkey with a hand grenade. No, that's my favorite. I know what yours is. Yours is uh, <laughs> because you're because of your uh, fondness for Phil Silvers. Yours is uh, the one with Harold Hecuba where they do the musical. You got it. You guessed it. That's it. Love it, and everyone gets to shine because it's a musical. Everyone gets to shine in that one, so it's it's a good one. And the professor always with the elbow patches. Anytime, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Turning the reco- uh, the uh, Victrola, yeah, yeah, with the with the elbow patches. Anytime, uh, yeah, uh, that was a huge part of uh, my life growing up. That show uh, every Sunday, and you picked up the. Uh, you just picked up the box set. Right? Yeah, every Saturday and Sunday on uh, Channel 5, right before the Family Film Festival, you had an hour of Gilligan's yeah. Island. And, uh, yeah. Yep. Maybe I'm going to see Chick Hearn announcing a space launcher. Maybe I'm going to see a, a young, <laughs> a young, maybe I'm going to see a young Kurt Russell as the, as the jungle boy. Or maybe, uh. maybe we're going to see the, 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 the honeybees <laughs> and the, uh, the mosquitoes. Or the, the mosquitoes. Or the mosquitoes. Yeah. yeah, the mosquitoes. Bingo, bango, bongo, and Irving. 
That's it. That's it. Bingo, bango, bongo, and Irving. So we say goodbye to uh, we say goodbye to Marianne, Marianne Summers. Ah, uh, man, from Kansas. Yeah, mm. a wizard with a coconut cream pie, a real Jedi with a coconut cream pie. Mm. And uh, she was too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry to hear that. America's sweetheart, Marianne. Right. Everybody liked Marianne uh, better than Ginger. We may have liked Ginger when we were younger, but as we got older, we realized Marianne was the real prize. Marianne's the one you'd want to marry. You know, That's right. That's it's yeah. right in the name. It's right in the name. Mm-hmm. Mary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you kids in the uh, you kids on the podcast. Did you watch Gilligan's Island? Did you grow up with it at all? Does it does it nope. make a mark on you? Does do you care about Gilligan's Island? I know of it. I've never watched. What? How old are you again, Patrick? <sighs> old. This is insane to me. I just haven't made the time. Well, it wasn't in syndication, probably. You know, when you were a kid, it probably wasn't running on reruns every day. It was not. Justine, Justine, you're right in between the old guys and the young cats. What? what did you it watch? It was always on TV, and if I didn't there have you. the remote to change the channel, I was stuck watching. Ah! Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa! You're making it sound like it was a punishment. Hold on. Not a punishment. It's just I'm playing with my toys, and if it happens to be on, I'm and now your toys to are stuck it. on an island. So you're it's you're like, down there. Change the channel. You're down there. You're playing I, with your Spice Girls action figures. And I've then, definitely seen maybe I don't know three episodes for sure. Oh, we're gonna do after this is all over. After we're done with the Digital Movie Club, guess what, guys? We're doing a no. Gilligan's Island podcast, no. and we're gonna yeah. watch every episode. Yep. You know what? Yeah. I can picture I can picture a little Justine turning to whoever's watching it going, I don't get it. They're on a three hour tour. Why do they have all those clothes? Yeah. <laughs> no, definitely not. It'll be three seasons what worth of Justine like, going thing, It was okay. The thing that always happened was that song always got in my head. Always. Which one? Everybody. Yeah. Which one? Da, 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 da. Just sit right back in here, right there. It always it's an plays. earworm. Okay. Yeah, it's like small world. Mm-hmm. It's an earworm. Well, uh, da, 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 da. Um, it was always on TV. Always. I want to say there you go. it was always after a certain show. I just can't think of what I was watching before that. F Troop. Oh, it, it was on after F Troop. I was gonna, hey, you read my mind. <laughs> 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 or, Green, or Green Acres or Andy Griffiths. It was on after F. No, 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 no. This is Sunday, Sunday lineup. F Troop, man. I love it. F Troop. It That's was the so Monsters. Yeah, so when I was watching it, it was during the day. Yeah. So. Well, it it's was, all syndicated, so. Yeah, and like during the week kind of a thing. Okay. I never really watched on a weekend. It was like a definitely. I watched a lot of old things because TV didn't have enough stuff to show after a while, and I had to watch it. Uh, like three stations and three local stations. <laughs> you kids, you kids would have never survived back in our days. With me and John had uh, Kung Fu Theater on KHJ. Yeah, yeah. Like Disney forced me to watch Zorro at night because I'm like I'm staying up late, but it played Zorro, and you're like, well, crap. <laughs> to watch Zorro. <laughs> That was in black and white. Like I never cared mm. to watch the Disney Channel at night because it always played Zorro. I love Zorro. it, Zorro. That's how they get kids to go to black and white too. Yeah, it was black and white. You don't like the romance of old California? <laughs> 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 or Spin and Marty? 
uh, the romance of San Gabriel Valley. <laughs> uh, Jake, did Stan you have any? Marty. Jake, are you uh, vaguely yeah. aware of Gilligan's Island? Do you know it? Do you love it? Do you not care? I am aware that Gilligan's Island was a TV show at one point. You need to watch it, Jake. You will appreciate it. Okay. Don't you think like Jake would love it? Don't you think? I think so. It's just silly enough, but the writing is just sharp enough to, to keep Jake interested. And there's a lot of musical numbers. When you look back over the three yeah, years, they do a yeah. lot of musical numbers on that show. I'm already sure sold. They, they do a lot of mm-hmm. them. Uh, yeah, I always loved it. I always loved it because there was always an excuse for them to get dressed up in a costume. Somebody's having a dream. Somebody's tripping out on some some berries. Somebody's doing something, and there's, they're hallucinating. So if somebody gets conked on the head, and they dream they're somewhere else, and so... Uh, I love that. That's the first. That's the first thing where you go. Wait a minute. Amnesia is you get hit on the head with something, and then to get back your memory, you get you hit them in the same spot with something else. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. Wait a minute. Co- coconut to the head, you lose your memory. Anvil to the head, you get it back. Is that how it works? <laughs> that's it, John. Pretty much. Don't that's try it. this at home. Just don't try this at home. Whack somebody upside the head. Uh, they even did an episode about vampires. Vampirism. Really? So, oh, yeah. so good. Yeah. Tell me more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell uh, me more. It, tell me more. Did he put up a fight? Tell me more. How about uh, how are you guys doing? Doing okay. Yeah. Enjoying my um enjoying my third week of my two month vacation because of COVID. I heard that we've got Oh really? I've heard that we got um they extended the stay at home order until mid January for Mm-hmm. For yeah. this part of the for this part of the country, is, is be, except for re, except for retail, I don't notice that at all. Yeah, yeah, I What's think uh, yeah. <laughs> I notice yeah, it. I know that anybody working retail, like Patrick, Justine, and I, we're we're still working, <laughs> and nobody's yeah. at home. It doesn't feel like out. it's a stay at home. That's the thing. They're they're trying to do this mm-hmm. thing right no. now. Where I guess what we're trying to say out there in listener land is stay the fuck home. Yep, and they're saying that you can't leave the house unless you need food or go to the hospital. That is where's it. that in the UK? Oh, right, right. Uh, especially London. I think they got that new strain. They've got the more. Uh, it's in Colorado. It's not a stronger strain, but it is a more contagious. Strain. Yes, it's highly contagious, and it is here in Colorado already. And Justine, you're right. Mm. What they're trying to do is they're trying to appease the people who want the economy open, but we're never going to get ahead of it. And uh, there's a there's I saw a post yesterday saying yesterday saying that um, I can't remember what it was from a legitimate news source, but it was the it was NBC News. At the current rollout rate, it will take us ten years to get the virus under control with the way the vaccines are being rolled out. Mm Mm-hmm. I hope uh, I hope Biden can get him rolled out faster. He says he's going to do it. I don't know what he needs to do to make it happen, but he says this is disgusting. We should be rolling it out much faster. It needs so to be we'll somewhere see. along the lines of three million people a day need to be getting the vaccine. Yeah, it sounds like that's top of his agenda. I hope he can do it. Yep. Yeah. I believe it when I see it. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, man. I don't know what mm. we're going to do. It's bad because we literally got like 21 days. We got to deal with this shit. I know it just it's endless. I think this proves that we should shorten the window between the election and the inauguration. I'll tell you. Yeah. Hey, election's done three days later. Oh, uh, and, yeah, and uh, there's a senator. I think it's Senator. 
He has a name that sounds like he would be a villain. Um, <laughs> dumb fuck. Yes. Yeah, Senator, <laughs> Senator Palpatine. Senator <laughs> dumb fuck. An ass wipe. He yeah, is going to, gonna... he is going to, uh, he is going to um, um, protest the, uh, yeah. the count. He's going to protest. It so, won't do any good. None of this last minute crap does anything. It just gets them in a little tighter with Trump, which at this point, I don't know why that's necessary for anybody. They say none of this is going to stop the inauguration. It just isn't. It's, it's just embarrassing for them to keep you know, setting off these fireworks every step of the way. Uh, somebody's trying to sue Pence so that he won't get up there and just read the results. He's supposed to get up in front of the Senate, read the results. It's locked in. It's done. They're already... Uh, They've already uh, you know, done the count. This is just, you know, the last minute uh, technicality. And they're going to try to sue Pence to not get up there and read the results that have already been uh, locked in. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I wish I could say that. Uh, the, well, here's the thing, John. It's not an embarrassment because the people who should be embarrassed are not embarrassed. So no, but it's an embarrassment for the country. That's for sure. sure. Of course. But uh, you know. close to half the population is okay with everything that's going on yeah. right now. So, I guess. So let's think I about guess. that. Let's think about that going mm. forward. What we have to deal well. we have to deal with fifty percent, and and they're not the fifty percent that are getting the COVID, they're the fifty percent that are giving it to everybody else. So right. you know, they're the sons know. of bitches that are surviving. Yep. 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 Fun. Yep. Fun. 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 Hmm. Hmm. This is like the prologue to, to Mad Max or Soylent Green or Logan's Run. Mm-hmm. This is the, the prologue. What happened? What happened to you people? Well, I'll tell you. Sit down. I'll yeah. tell you what happened mm-hmm. first. Do you, do you have them? Do you well, have in a few years, we'll all be wearing some kind of jumpsuit or, you mm-hmm. know, leotard. And uh, mm-hmm. we'll live in like a, some kind of weird. Uh, we'll be, we'll be in, the, in the ashes of an old civilization, but we'll have futuristic technology. Right. So you know what, folks? Buy your spiked metal cod piece now. Mm-hmm. Get, <laughs> go, get your, go get your Zardoz outfit. Got, I'm covered. I got it already. The penis is good, everybody. The penis is good. Yep, that's it. <laughs> you would know. Hey, hey, So that's a long way to go to say uh, uh, May, Marianne, and the rest in peace. How's that? And the rest. There you go. Well, there's one left. That's it. The howls. Mm. The howls are gone. The skipper's the howls gone. Are the first to go. Skipper's, skipper's gone. gone. Gilligan's gone. Professor's gone. Professor's gone. The, prof- yeah. the professor lasted a while. Well, he's the professor. Yeah. <laughs> you know. He figured it out. He probably could have come up with uh he probably could have come up with a, a vaccine on the island using yeah. coconuts and mangoes. If he was still alive, we would have <laughs> we'd have some kind of yeah, some kind of coconut vaccine already. Um yeah. yeah. But uh, guys, let's get serious. I know we're we're talking about some fun stuff like COVID and all that stuff. Uh, are you guys good though? Everybody's staying healthy. Hopefully, John. You said you had to, you had an outbreak at your. Is everybody okay at your work? You had three people get it. Yeah, you're, you're, you know what happens is you you count back. They say the last they can't identify the person, so they say the last shift they worked was this. You count back and you realize this is somebody I didn't work with. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. So you just well, sort no. of like take a deep you take a deep Companies breath and go. Well, hopefully, qualify. it has to be within six feet, six feet uh, within six feet for 15 minutes or longer and the 15 minutes yeah. can be cumulative for it to be direct contact. 
If I had to guess, I would guess that they're getting it uh, through activities after work. It's not happening at work because we're all we're masked up the yeah. entire day and we're and we're not nose to nose. So I don't think and it's happening moving. at work. Yeah. You're and we're moving. So yeah. That's so what um, I really don't... said for us that none of it's direct at the store. It's all been through family members. Yeah. But the problem with that is that it still doesn't, you know, adequately respond to the fact that they're putting us at risk regardless. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And if there's a new strain out there that's more, uh, you know, uh, easier to get, that's not going to be good. <laughs> you know, nope. if it's more contagious, I guess they say it's not more virulent, it's just more contagious, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's not a good sign. Nope, we're all going to die. Well, it's just. And on that happy note. Well, it's just another reason that we should all stay at home, wear a mask, stop going places that you don't need to go. You don't need arts I mean, and crafts right now, people. But I need my. Well, good- I mean, look at the traffic too. There's still a lot of traffic still. Yeah, yeah. Forty-five minutes to an hour every single day on my way home. Because you can't take yeah. my freedom mm. away, man. Yeah. You, you can't take. There's my, no change. You can't take. My I need freedom. it. Don't worry, I won't have to take your freedom away when you're dead. The whole thing is we're gonna get yeah, to- get on the freeway and go. What what lock? What would lock down? You know, it's like yeah. if you're on the six oh five at two o'clock, you're like what lockdown? <laughs> you're gonna the maddening part is we're gonna get through this. We're gonna lose a lot of people, and the people that didn't believe mm-hmm. in it are gonna continue not to believe in it, and they're gonna be the ones that years now, years from later, go. Oh, it wasn't a big deal. People made it a big deal. It wasn't yeah. a big deal. It wasn't a thing. It was fine. Right. I lived through it. It was fine. People made a big deal out of nothing. Meanwhile, there's like 300,000 people dead so far. And, and it's climbing. They're going to be saying that. They're going to be saying that next to the Statue of Liberty, which is buried in the sand up to its neck. That was no big deal. Yeah, not a big deal. You know. No, yeah. Charlton Heston totally overreacted. He was like, damn you all the hell. It's a madhouse. He probably would, he, now he'd look at it and go, yeah, it was nothing. It was a hoax. It was a hoax. <laughs> These apes are more civilized than we are. Yeah, it was a hoax. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, gosh, man. Well, guys, let's uh, let's go on to happier things. All right, for real. Let's let's. I don't want to dwell on this. People don't want to listen to the COVID update. We know it's out there. We're trying to avoid it as much as possible. Uh, I know I am, but it's we're coming up on a new year, and this is always a. I feel like new. I think feel like twenty twenty one is just going to be twenty twenty part two. For the most part, yep. I feel like I don't. I hope not. I don't see. I don't. <laughs> I, I don't see a lot changing. I think it'll, I think it'll mm-hmm. take us till twenty thirty for us to get out of twenty twenty. Yeah, and then considering all the moves that the Padres are making, I mean, this this might not be a good year for baseball for me either. You know, I'm, I'm kidding, of course. What is that? The Dodgers what still Dodgers are still in great shape, but the Padres are making moves, my man. They're making moves down there. Mm. It's going to be a dogfight mm. for the National League West, and I know that you guys are following that very well. Mm. Our Lakers are back, Justine. Our Lakers are looking good. It's crazy. Like they never they rest. Not too long. They so. just, they just finished. Went right back. They went right back to it. Lakers. It's basketball season every day now, which is great. Lake I, I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll just have a little break again, just to do. <laughs> yeah, we could get a champ- get a championship, take a month off, get right back to it. Um, yeah. Let me tell you guys, um, your Rams are very. You're disappointing me, your Rams, uh, Justine. They need to get rid of Jared Goff. All right. I really wanted to be a Rams fan. Really wanted to. Why didn't you want to? Why aren't you? Rams. Mm-hmm. They're just not winning enough for me. Well, no. Take all of take the last twenty years of being a Dodgers fan. Take that mentality and just transfer it over 
to a football team, mm. and they're, now you're you got the Rams. <laughs> you're, you're fine, dude. You're already mentally you're prepared for it. You're mentally prepared okay. for it. They'll, they'll be the closest I had. When I lived in San Diego, I was like, am I going to go on the bandwagon and do Chargers? Because mm. they were winning at the time when I was down there. And I was like, nah, I can't. You can't. Okay. You can't do that. You can't even. Nobody's rooting for them when they're up here. Nobody's rooting for them. Yeah. So don't even. Yeah, but golf is horrible. God, Jared Goff is terrible. I got a I got a trivia game for um for a Los Angeles sports trivia game for um Christmas, and I was thinking, oh, maybe I'll do it on the podcast. And I thought Justine would be the only nope. one that would be able to. barely. <laughs> Just, yep. Justine would be the yep. only one because there's a lot of Lakers questions. Justine would be the I would only barely one. Barely be Kobe Bryant. So we'll have uh, we'll have to do a special <laughs> episode with with my man Hiddish. Maybe get some other sports guys in here. Get he Martin. Get Martin in here. Get a couple people that know their know their sports hey, trivia. Uh, you guys, you get a great Christmas. A good Christmas was good. It was the quietest Christmas it, I've ever had. It, it really was. It really was. And but, you know what? Mm-hmm. It was so fucking peaceful. Isn't it nice? <laughs> I talked to the family on the phone like we did a Zoom call, but otherwise, like, it was just relaxing. No stress, no having to worry about prepping for a party, no having to clean up after a party, none of that. Right, 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 yeah. Did you and Justine do anything romantical? We watch movies no. all day. Majestical. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Majestical. <laughs> you watched The Majestic? <laughs> you what? No, we watched. Uh, we watched um, uh, Hunt for the wi- uh, Wilder People. What's that? Oh, it's seen me. It's uh, Wilder People, right? Wilder People. Yeah, it's. Uh, I never say his name right. Uh, Taika Waititi. Thank you. Uh, film, and it was great. From 2016, it's on Netflix. Ah, watch ah. it. Well worth it. Uh, Nicole and I on Christmas Eve, uh, we were here. And uh, I said, you know, m- my daughter, of course, being a teenager, was like, I'm going to be upstairs. I'm like, okay. So Christmas Eve. <laughs> so, <laughs> have fun, bye. Have fun. So uh, I said, what do you want to watch for your Christmas Eve movie? Uh, you will, you guys will never guess which movie. Uh, it is an 80s movie. We should have covered it. It is an 80s sci-fi epic. Would anyone care to guess what movie? Sci-fi. My wife picked to watch for Christmas Eve. This is our Christmas sci-fi Eve movie. Epic. Mm-hmm. No, nope. 80s. Uh, Starship Troopers. Nope. That's not Christmassy. The Abyss. We watched The Abyss. Great movie. Ah, yeah, it is a James great movie. Cameron's The Abyss. I was, yeah. I was really, I hadn't seen it in a while. It holds up. It holds up. Mm-hmm. Well, is that what he did between what Aliens and Terminator? That's right. Terminator. That's and- right. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Hmm. Wow. I know I saw it, but I think I saw it like once. I hardly remember what it was about. <laughs> so like a spaceship underwater or something? Uh yeah, that's right. There's a there's a they they're digging down and there's an oil drill down in the in the in the deep and there's a submarine that gets lost, so they send uh the oil riggers. It's kinda like Armageddon. They send the oil riggers down to rescue the submarine and it ends up there's an alien civilization down there. How about they're that? always the most qualified to save the planet. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Uh, sure. Dolphins. Yeah, they're the smartest thing on the planet, probably. <laughs> no, no, no. Oil guys. Oil guys. Oil guys. It's always, oh, I, I, always I always dig uh, writers like James Cameron and Michael Bay because they get really into the, they get really into the jargon. They get really into the, like, they like the nicknames mm-hmm. and the military jargon and the, what's the name of the, what do they call themselves in Armageddon? We're, we're blank blanks. 
uh, what do they call it? What are they? Uh, blank blanks. Roughnecks. <laughs> we're we're roughnecks, man. We this is how we do it, and it's like nobody talks like that in real life. Nobody calls himself yeah, that. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah, yeah. Nobody. In the century. <laughs> I forgot what they call this. They call themselves like something uh, something in uh, in in. Ridley Scott calls the engineers in the movies, uh, in the alien movies, uh, roughnecks too. Yeah, and then in in uh, the abyss, they call themselves something too. We're log jammers, or I don't know what the hell they call themselves, but we're the flying leathernecks. <laughs> yeah, it's like nobody yeah. calls themselves that, dude. Like you guys, it's like super macho riding. It's great. It's it's always like we're mm. we're blank blanks. We, we it's riding with testosterone in your pen. We're goonies. Yeah. It's what we do. <laughs> Goonies never say die. This is our time. I'm podcasting. I'm podcasting. This is our time down wow. here. Wow. It's their it's time the up show. there. Is there a person in there with Justine? J- John, can I ask you a personal question? I suppose. Uh, who portrayed Scotland Yard detective Brian Cameron in gl- in Gaslight? Uh, is it Joseph Cotton? It is. It is correct, John. Okay. That was today's. That was a guess. That was today's trivia question, brought to you by the Lily Pot, the Lily Pot Florist in Wiggum, UK. I'm, I'm uh, glad I didn't let her down. Um, Wiggum. Yeah, that, that was a hey. gaslight. Hey, we're talking about Trump, so that that's uh, that's apropos. <laughs> You'll never guess what I watched on Christmas Day that I'd never seen before. Okay, don't Home tell alone. me. Don't tell me. Home alone Hot fuzz. Oh, did you Hot love food? it? Did you like it? I loved it. It's the only Edgar Wright movie that I hadn't seen. I was clicking around and it just started. And I thought, okay. And boy, Simon Pegg is just so great. Just mm-hmm. amazing. Oh, you just got to love it. It's so funny. Yeah, and boy, Timothy Dalton plays a great slimy villain in that. He you can tell he's, he having a, he's having a great time. Jeez, that was just wonderful. And that you, was the only way I knew him until we watched James Bond. And you get to see the mountain. Ah. You get to see the mountain. Uh, oh, the, yarp, which one? Yarp, yarp, lurch. Oh, they yarp. called him Lurch. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yarp. I love how he goes. Narp. <laughs> Is that all you say? Is Yarp? Narp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. I I put that right up there with uh, Shaun of the Dead and uh, uh, World's End and all that. Uh, it's, it's a good one, man. They're all good. They're all really good. Simon Pegg is just uh, amazing. I, I'd say out of all the things I've seen him in, this is the one where you just go, wow, he's really something. John, can I ask you a question? Uh, have you ever yes. have you ever shot your gun in the air while screaming? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love how that was the epiphany. He sees Bad Boys 2 and Point Break at the 7-Eleven. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, that's it. <laughs> And that shootout at the end is so like uh, it's kind of like an ode to westerns and all kinds of good stuff. We're yeah. going to get to that movie on the digital movie club. It's fantastic. It's really, really good. Boy, they really are of a piece. Uh, World's End, Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz. They really are all of a piece. That they, really is a, the, you he, know, he a does, trilogy. He does call it the Cornetto trilogy. Yeah, but I mean, it fits. It's not like a that's not a bad fit. They really do have a lot in common. Yeah, really well done. And his movies yeah. are always very visually interesting. He knows how to move the camera around and, and uh, when he needs to. He sure he, he does. He doesn't always do it. He sure does. When he needs to. And, uh, yeah, he, he trusts Simon yeah. Pegg and Nick Frost, and they really do carry the movie because it's a different relationship than the one in Shaun of the Dead, you know. And so, right, yeah, right. It's a good one. 
It's a, it's a good one. Hot yeah. fuzz. And then you get to see Paul Freeman, uh, who was uh, Belloc in, uh, yeah. in, uh, in yeah. Raiders. And he's a, he, he's yeah. the priest in the town there. It's great. Great cast. Jim Broadbent is in there and all kinds of good stuff. So yeah, Timothy. Yeah. Let's, so hot fuzz. Let's rank it. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Jake, well, how was your Christmas, man? Um, quiet. Yeah. Uneventful. There's yeah, with my family. Mm-hmm. Just walked across, walked across the backyard. Mm-hmm. Played some board games. What'd you play? Um, oh God, I don't remember what we played. I don't remember. I'm too embarrassed played. to tell you. It was probably Monopoly. No, I got my mom. My mom doesn't like most board games, but she likes the tactile ones. So I got her like a table um, curling game. Oh like yeah, curling wow, game. cool, wow, which was a lot of fun. And then uh, me, Sammy, my brother and sister all played uh, games on the Switch for like three hours. Together or apart? Together. Oh, that's adorable. I got yeah. I have a bunch of multiplayer games. So some super, some super Smash Bros. and some Smash Bros. Uh, Boomerang food. That's a fun one. Oh, Mario party! Hold on, hold on. We're getting a call. We're getting a call. Nineteen calling here. That's right. It's uh, Patrick Stewart. What's the scoop, y'all? Hello. You like you like those commercials with Patrick Stewart and Mark Hamill? No, they're dumb. But. <laughs> Look at you! You can't even enjoy those. No, because they're Patrick They're poorly written. They're they're just dumb. They have they're no po- point. Po- Look at you! Well, you are just consistent, aren't you? No. You consistently hate anything with Patrick. No, Stewart. they're they they are dumb. <laughs> they're really Good dumb. Good job, you did it. I'm shooting down <laughs> Mark Hamill too because they're dumb. Uh, what what what's? I the, think they're fun. Why do they call each other? I think they're fun. Why are they? Dueling over getting Mario food. Mario wants them to be a masterpiece. Why yeah. are you dueling over food? Would you duel over food if you thought it was amazing food? Yeah, I don't, it's weird. I don't. Answer, I don't get them. I'd fight you for some good tacos. Yeah, you wouldn't need to. I'd bring enough for everybody. I'd fight you for an El Pastor taco. You wouldn't need to. I'd buy enough for everybody. <laughs> I'd still fight you for it. Mm, <laughs> fight you. Yeah, I want that extra one. There's ten tacos. Those are my. It's 10 just tacos. a dumb. It's a, just a, who who Uh-oh. dropped off. Oh, who'd we lose? Oh, John got really offended at that Patrick Stewart. It wasn't even because it was Patrick Stewart. It's just a dumb joke. Oh, who's your daddy now? What does he say? I'm my own dad or something. It's so dumb. No, you hurt John. Like mm, it's fine. He'll get over it. He's fine. I think I need to send him another link though. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Five minute break. Nope, we're doing it live. Don't even need to change. Don't even need to change. Oh, I like that song. What song is that? I don't know. Do that again. I like I like that I like that song I don't know what I don't know what it is Patrick but you just came up with it you're like a jazz guy I got to speaking of jazz guys but I can make stuff up I don't know John you dropped out maybe because you were uh, such a staunch defender of Patrick Stewart you overloaded your circuitry (laughs) I love it staunch defender why don't you get your little Pinocchio android over there to fix it for you 
Hmm? My Pinocchio Android? Why don't you get your little Pinocchio Android over there to fix it for you? Yeah. He'll do it. You know what? Eventually. If I'm a super, I call myself the staunch defender. Yeah. Of Patrick Stewart. But I, I did say while you were gone, it's not even Patrick Stewart. It's just a dumb joke. I'm my own dad. I don't even know what Mark Hamill says. And I'm like, what? What does that mean? You know, I don't that one. There's about four or five of them. I don't think I caught that particular one. That's the one I, it's the only one I've ever seen. So maybe there's, there's about four of them. Are they good? You know, there's one where they're playing like Connect Four or, you know, Battleship or something. They're like playing board games or something. Oh, see, I would like that one. I like Patrick. And then they send up for Chinese. I think they're eating Chinese food or something. I like Patrick Stewart as a person. I don't like him as I, I don't like him as Picard. I think Picard is I, I think I, get I think Picard so is you're, boring. So you're dis you're your disgust of Patrick Stewart is equal to my disgust of um what's his name? Toby McGuire. Oh, so you don't ah. you don't dislike so you can watch Sea Biscuit and be okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> I can't I can't watch <laughs> That's a joke right there. That's a joke. Disgusting. I mean, it is. It is about it. a horse. Uh, Great delivery, <laughs> Martin. Kudos. Yeah. You can watch Sea Biscuit. That's I don't, a good one. I don't understand. No, I mean, so no. What I'm saying is, I can watch Patrick Stewart in something else and like and enjoy it. So mm. I, it's my problem isn't with Patrick mm. Stewart. It's my problem is with, it's with Picard. With Picard, yeah, it's just boring. So it's like mm. I don't. Did you like him as Magneto? Who? You I, mean uh, Xavier? Yeah, I liked him it's as pronounced Xavier. Magneto. I like I like I liked him it's as actually... Charles Xavier. I loved him in in Logan. Mm. He's fantastic. He's great in yeah. Logan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have no problem with, acting. I have no problem with That's Patrick acting. Stewart as an actor. Okay. I just hate Captain okay. Picard. That's bo- he's boring. All right. Now I have a ton of problems with Shatner as an actor, but I love Captain Kirk. You know, so ah, it's you know. the inverse. It's the reverse. Yeah. there. Yeah. Hmm. I get so. Yeah, his performance is laughable. I'm talking about Shatner, but <laughs> but I like the, I like the character. I like where the character is. Mm. But yeah. I, I, I'm not going. He's not going to get any awards for it. Now, Patrick Stewart, I could watch. You could do mm-hmm. watch. You could watch him do Christmas Carol, and you're enthralled. But mm. uh, Picard's just boring. You drink your tea and and mull over stuff. <laughs> and shut up, Earl Grey. Yeah, you drink your Earl Grey and, do, and I want Earl Grey. And, <laughs> yeah, Earl Grey and make it so and, and fret and fret over stuff and get your headaches and do your thing. <laughs> and, <laughs> fret. <laughs> Asshole, what happened? There you go. That's it. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah, yeah. See, uh, I don't know why I went into that voice. Probably because we're going to do eight men out in a minute. So it's, it's it's Patrick Stewart as Fred Mertz. Yeah, I have no problem with Patrick okay. Stewart as like we need to we need to clarify that. There's a lot of there's a lot of things we know we know like for a fact that we're mm-hmm. never going to watch Hook. We know that I hate Captain Picard. We well, know that. Well, let's let's not wait. Hold on. Let's we know. Not. No, we're never. Trust me, it's never happening. It's never. No, no. Nope. There's no arguing. It is never. What about what about the Spice Girls movie? That's nope. still on the table. Never happening. Mm. You, how about when you let us pick our own movies? How about Spice? How about Spice Girl oh. double feature? I'm sitting in. A, I'm sitting in a chair right now that is not unlike a Jean Luc Picard's. And I, I will see. say, make it not so when you guys make pick it. those movies. You know, I, have, I was at Lovell's the other day, and they had a copy of Hook for like uh, 99 cents in the bargain bin. And I thought, 
Should I pick this up on the off chance that we are going to watch? We're like never going to. You, you no, John. You save I, your dollar. I put it. I put it back. I put it back. I thought, nah, we probably won't. Save your. Oh, I know. Save your dollar. It wasn't even worth the price of a taco. Save your dollar, John. Buy a buy a bottle of super glue. You're only going to get one use out of it at the 99 cent store. And, and, and just uh, don't. We're never watching Hook. You're doing it, Peter. You're playing with us. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know, was that, was, that 30, was that 30 years ago? Damn. Yeah, Damn. So. I, I saw that, and I still can't get it out of my brain. You know? God. It's just I've never made it mm. through the whole movie. Speaking of which, I made it through 40 minutes of Wonder Woman 84, and I was like, I'm good. I'm good. Oh, not so good, huh? Uh, no, it's not so, so good. You know what? I'm I'm hearing people rip into it, and so far, I'll go back and finish it. But so, so far, just Stan and I watched it. It's just mediocre. What were you going to say? Mediocre. That's all it is. It's just mediocre. It's not. It's not horrible, but it's not like the best movie to come out superhero wise. It's just okay to me. Me, to me, mediocre movies are the worst because you can't get up enough gumption to hate it, so you just sit there and take it. <laughs> At least if you hate something, you you can hate watch it, and there's some pleasure in that, in like ripping yeah. on it and going, you know, mm. this is. Oh. Chris Pine is just so ugly next to her. <laughs> hey, you're talking about Captain Kirk, man. You're talking about Ca- you're, talking, you're talking about James Tiberius Kirk. All right. I don't even know a movie that he's good in. Uh, Hell or High Water. Hell or High Water. I've never seen it. We're going to watch it for the Digital Movie Club. He's great. No, uh, He's great in it. You know, Tarant- Tarantino is a huge fan of Chris Pine based on that uh, runaway train movie he did with Denzel Washington. Oh, that's right. He did that one too, yeah. Chris Pine's and good. He just thinks he's he's great. He wants to like cast him in something. You know, He just thinks he's really up there. He's greatest. That's he's, he's greatest Captain Kirk in the uh, in the reboots. Yeah, I don't understand your. I like all those guys. I those those last three. I like all of them. Yeah. I'm a, kind of a sucker for those because I'm not such a Star Trek nerd that I I nitpicking. I'm not going. Oh, he's not enough. Yeah, I think they're they're fine. You know, they're close mm-hmm. enough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Wonder Woman was man. Soul was fantastic. Uh oh. Who was fantastic? Soul. Pixar's new What's film, that? Soul. Pixar's, Pixar's yeah, yeah, oh. Soul. It's all about, it it's all about jazz. It didn't make anyone cry. It, but but I don't know a oh, single really? person. But, I don't know anyone that yeah. cries. But is that the point? Wow. Like, a, like a Pixar movie has to make you cry to be good? Well, yeah, you, well knew, you already knew going in that this guy was going to die. Yeah. Yeah. But is that the point? Like, you, you, you measure all the no, Pixar movies by. didn't live. You, okay, but then here's the thing. Justine, by that measure, uh, you should rate Toy Story 2 higher because it has the song When She Loved Me or When Somebody Loved Me, which is the ultimate tearjerker. Which is the ultimate tearjerker if you watch that and you have a heart and you have a heart and you're a person, a human person with compassion, then that that song makes you cry. Like a good like human being, let go of somebody unless you're not a soulless robot who has no compassion or f- no. capacity to love. I'm not unlike no. a data. It sounds like Gee. somebody that won't let go of their ex. That song. Mm-hmm. Wow, it's and, smothering. Mm, That's nope. rough. Nope. Wait, a, little, a little girl and her doll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. 
So Justine, I, you, what I'm getting from you is you have to cry in a Pixar movie or it's not good. You have to feel something about it. The Incredibles, I didn't cry once. It's fantastic. It's one of the best. You have yeah, to when have... did you cry in Incredibles? Incredibles? Yeah. Incredibles. Incredibles is okay. It's one of I the... cried in The Good Dinosaur because I was out nine bucks. Hey, but you did get to see Sanjay's super team before, which, wonderful. which is fantastic. It so was wonderful. That's the best yeah, thing about Good Dinosaur. Uh, it really is. What about Bugs Life? You don't cry in Bugs Life. But no. You're, but you're watching The Seven Samurai, and it's great. <laughs> you're watching The Magnificent Seven with Bugs, and it's fantastic. Uh, hmm. So uh, the two of you rate, uh, rate Soul. What did you give it? Mm, I can eat. Give it. There are things that are really cool about it. Uh-huh. Um, the soundtrack is fantastic. I'm not a fan. What? Not a fan of the story, but I will give it a six or seven. Mm-hmm. I, enjoy, I enjoyed it. And it's probably a pretty damn good movie. I enjoyed so Mario, who's doing the jazz on the soundtrack? Who's uh, you know, music? I did not check to see who did the soundtrack to see, to see who the players were. Um, it's this guy. I forgot his his name. I should know, and I'm, I'm usually I would be up on that. And it, did you watch it, Mario? I did. It just kind of snuck up on me. I did not know they were going to release it for home video. I wasn't paying attention because Wonder Woman '84 oh. was grabbing all the attention. So I was like, "Hey, this is out. Let's watch it." Boom, and I hadn't looked into it because I was expecting go to the to go to the theater to see it eventually. I was kind of surprised mm. they just put it out, but uh, I really enjoy, I rather enjoyed it. Although I have read some criticism of it that uh, that that makes sense. Um, I don't know if it diminished my enjoyment of it, but uh, it was something that I hadn't thought about. That I was like, oh, this is interesting. But I don't want to give any spoilers away, so when everybody sees it, we'll go into that critique of mm. it. But. Um, but uh, yeah, it was a great cast. Jamie Foxx did a great job, um, mm-hmm. and the characters. I mean, it's beautiful. I mean, it's some of the shots are just beautiful. And there's a scene yeah. where um, it's very reminiscent at one point, John, of uh, Fantasia, because whenever the lead character gets into it, where like the music kind of takes him away, you kind of see, no yeah, you kind of see where um, it looks like Fantasia, like the, the opening sequence where. It's it's all the mm. things that the music suggests, you know, all the abstract forms and stuff. Ah. That, yeah, really, really cool. Mm. So uh, you might want to check it out. Definitely check it out, John. If you yeah. have a Disney Plus account, if not, yeah. sign, sign up for that tree, free trial, and then uh, watch it that way. If you know what I mean. And you can check out uh, all of the Mandalorian in a week, and you can watch Wonder Woman. Oh no, you can't watch Wonder Woman eighty four because that's on HBO Max. That's uh, HBO. Which is it? HBO what? HBO Max. HBO, which also has all the Turner Classic Library, so you should check that out. But yeah, I enjoyed Soul. That's right. Uh, I dug it. Is that like Criterion? Are they doing Criterion stuff? Mm -hmm. Well, there's a little bit of stuff that's available on Criterion, but uh, Criterion has its own Mm -hmm. channel. So I think what they do is, as stuff Mm -hmm. goes off the Criterion channel, it pops up on TCM and then and vice Mm -hmm. versa. But. Uh, they do have some stuff in the in, but Turner Classic has a lot of stuff on uh, HBO Max so check that out too mm. did you see Soul or Wonder Woman 84 Jake no you know we are a pop culture Either. podcast and we're expected to talk about this stuff and discuss it at length so Jake you can ask Mario if he saw Mank yeah, did you see Mank no 
Why not? Not pop also, culturally relevant. It's it is. Also, it's, what is me? It, it's uh, it's about a guy from Manchester. Manchester UK. <laughs> that was a joke for it's one person. Uh oh. Hi. I dumped Justine. I dumped Justine because of her, because of her hatred of um, Toy Story Two. Let that be a lesson to her. Her headphones. Is uh, the lily pot near Manchester? Yes. There we go. Yep. 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 Uh, we, we sent Justine another. Let her know we got an invitation to go on her way. Uh, Patrick, we'll get her back in just a minute. In just one second. Uh, I have not. I have not seen Mank yet. Don't know that I'm. Don't know that I'm ready for it, John. Don't know that I. Don't know that I'm that interested. No, that's right. You told me. I keep forgetting because you don't really care about Citizen Kane. I don't. So I'm sending you an invite. All right. All right. I'll watch. It. I'll watch it twice for both of us. It's the Toy Story two of uh, classic cinema. Mm. I'm kidding. I love Toy mm. Story two. <laughs> I respect Citizen Kane for what it represents, but I have no mm. desire to sit through it. Rosebud it sounds like. That sounds like it's spinach. <laughs> I, I I enjoy that it gives me nutrition, but I don't enjoy it. Mm-hmm. It's no, that's like, broccoli. It's like it's like uh, Doctor uh, Doctor Zhivago. I, I I'm sure it has a place in cinema history. I just don't want. To, I don't need to see it. Yeah, uh, it's interesting about Doctor Zhivago. It is gorgeous, but it really never grabs you emotionally, which is what you always say about Lawrence of Arabia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Dr. Zhivago, I always feel like, gee, this, this should be knocking me out emotionally, but it's not. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Mario, she says try again. It didn't work. It's not unlike a Toy Story 2 for Justine. Man, you're, you're like a bulldog on that. <laughs> Toy Story 2. Mm-hmm. Until Justine cries, you're not going to let up on that. No, well, I just don't think, I don't think having to cry should be the criterion for your for you ranking a Pixar movie high or not. Is it, you know, is it good? Is it quality animation? I don't need to cry every time. I think what better judge a Disney Pixar movie than to judge whether or not it made you cry. What's that? Mm. Not that it makes you cry, that it makes you feel something. Yeah. I think after up, people started expecting that they were going to cry. That was the first 20 minutes. You're like, Jesus. And so people started thinking, is this going, is this going to make me cry? Is this also going to make me cry mm-hmm. my eyes out? What'd she say? Nothing. Nothing. A. She was unable to connect. Okay. Let's, let's, I'm going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Everybody had to take a little unscheduled break there, but we're back. Justine's back. Are you there, Justine? Yeah. Patrick went to go find me, and I was like, I was the first one here. Oh, well, you're so the I best. Him. John, I'm going to ask you a question from the uh, Los Angeles sports trivia game I got for Christmas. Are you ready? You just want to humiliate me, right? Are you ready? Uh, Mike Sosha, Steve Sachs, Don Mattingly all appeared in the 1992 Homer at the Bat episode of what long-running Fox series? Well, that's The Simpsons. I remember that. <laughs> Wrong. Futurama. Uh, really? I'm kidding. Futurama? <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> 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 Hi, kid. Hi, kid, because uh, I love Here we go. This one's, for, this one's for Jake. Jake, in what 1980... Jake, in what 1980 comedy... Does Kareem Abdul-Jabbar as Roger Murdoch 
Grab a boy by the shirt and suggest, tell your old man to drag Walton Lanier up and down the court for 48 minutes. I know this one. Say it again? Can I say? Yes, you may, Patrick, for the steal. <laughs> That's Airplane. The Mighty Ducks. That is Airplane. See, you guys know some trivia. Fucking Roger Murdoch's freaking flying that plane. That's Don't right. tell me he's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My dad says you don't try hard enough. <laughs> Only during the playoffs. Listen, kid, I've been hearing that it. crap since UCLA. Tell your old man to try dragging Walton Lanier up and down the court for 48 minutes. Uh, let me ask you a question. I love how they, oh, go ahead. They leave it on the kid. I love it. They just leave it on the kid's face. He's all, fuck. <laughs> John, let me ask you a question. Dodger, yeah. State, Dodger Stadium yeah. opened in 1962 in Elysian Park next to what shallow L-shaped canyon. Chavez Ravine. That's right, John. That's right. Uh, Justine, in 2009, what Lakers guard earned his fourth NBA championship and his first NBA Finals MV- MVP award? MVP? Mm-hmm. Kobe. That's right. See, you guys know L.A. trivia. Come on. But you're tailoring this to our interests. Derek Jeter. <laughs> That is not that is not true. <laughs> I mean it's nice of you, but you're <laughs> I think you're picking you're cherry picking these. Al, Al Roker. All right. Al Roker, is that what you said? Yep. What who's the who's the chubbiest weatherman that you love? <laughs> He's not chubby anymore. I know. I know. Yeah, you know. On what shit he's doing. Uh, what fifties sitcom did uh, Sandy Koufax appear with Jay North? What was that? In what 50s sitcom did Sandy Koufax make a guest appearance? Oh, I don't know. Dennis the Menace. Was he really? Yeah. There's an episode where somehow Dennis is where they're training and there's Sandy Koufax. Wow. I didn't know that. Don Drysdale, yeah. Don Drysdale appears in an episode of The Brady Bunch. How about that? Oh, and you know. uh, Leo, Leo Drosher was on the Munsters. That's you right. See that one? That's right. I yeah. think the Dodgers are on the Munster. Yeah, he tries out for the Dodgers. I think some some, yeah. some members yeah. of the team are on that are yeah. in that episode. Guys, we could talk great? we could talk about sports trivia all day, but it's time to get into the meat of the podcast today. And we're talking about, of course, the Digital Movie Club. The Digital Movie Club is where we are exploring year by year my digital movie collection. And I'm, we're sharing it with our friends, Patrick, Justine, Jake, and John. We get together, we watch the movies. Not together, I'm, I'm really, uh, I'm, uh, it's a little hyperbole there. I'm overstating it. But we watch the movies, and then the next week we gather together, we get together, and we discuss what we've seen. This week's offerings are two 1980s classics. We kind of bookend the 1980s, one's from the early 80s. One's a comedy, one's a bit more of a drama, uh, light drama. But uh, we have uh, two very different offerings this this week with the Monty my, my, I can't even talk Monty Python's The Meaning of Life and Eight Men Out, a story about the 1919 Chicago White Sox scandal. Uh, let's start with we're gonna uh, let Jake pick the order today. Jake, what Eight would you what would you like to tackle first? Eight men out first, please. Eight men out first, please. Patrick, before we do anything, let's do the theme song. Are you ready, Patrick? Go. Yantan. Yantan. Garampam. Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-
Digital movies. Bada-ba-bum. Digital movies. Bada-ba-bum. Digital movies. You're in the club. <laughs> That's our theme song. That's right. I added an extra one. I like that. Speak. You threw a little you threw a little spank on that. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Put, put some spank on that mm-hmm. one. I like it. Spank. Put, put a little pe- put a little pepper on that one. All right. A little bit of pepper. Let's talk about eight men out. Uh, this is this is. Uh, I can't wait to hear what you guys think about this one. Patrick, take it away. Give us the breakdown on eight men out. This 1988 film, released on September 2nd, directed by one John Sayles, uh, got a 7.2 on IMDb, an 86 percent on Rotten Tomatoes, with a budget of six million dollars. This was a box office flop at $5.6 million. Jesus. John Sayles, not a, not a money-making director. Not a money-making director. And Did at the, not do well. And this was, at the time, this was kind of a, uh, there were a lot of baseball movies coming out at the time. And this look didn't look like or, or feel like any of the others. So uh, this is so a, like a 1920s film. Yeah, it wasn't Major League. It wasn't Bull Durham. It wasn't... Uh, it was a field of dreams, so uh, you know it, it's it fits somewhere. You know, it's more along the lines of the natural, which we didn't watch, but it was also a a very uh, well produced period piece. So it had a lot kind of working against it. Um, although, if you want, if you like this movie, uh, John Sayles, great writer director. Uh, we are going to check out one of his movies called Lone Star coming up in the 90s, which is fantastic. So uh, we will be seeing more of John Sayles. But uh, let's start with John Sandy. John Sandy, uh, how familiar were you with Eight Men Out before you had seen this, before we watched this time? I, I saw it in the theater when it came out. And did you love and it? And I, I, I liked it a lot. It's a, you know, I'm a sucker for a good period piece, and mm-hmm. this was really interesting i didn't know anything about this story and so it was a real you know eye opener mm-hmm. i'd heard about the black Sox. i never knew quite what that was all about you know mm-hmm. and uh so yeah it was like a history lesson but a really cool history lesson but uh he really captures the era uh right down to the music when i heard the music in that club i thought of you mario <laughs> yeah Good stuff. Well, I thought immediately of I thought immediately of Patrick. I was like, boy, Patrick's they're digging yeah. a hole that Patrick's gonna have to get out of. Uh, let's see if he does mm. it. It sounds a little too ragtimey for Patrick, mm. but it is very authentic. Period piece. The clothes, uh, you know, every detail is is really down to the, you know, the baseball uniforms. The way everything's done uh, is great. Um, there's there's it's, a- uh, what really you can see how big baseball was even that far back. It was huge. What's really interesting is just seeing that field where this is the, uh, you know, like a hundred years later, you've got the jumbotron and all the electronic mm-hmm. stuff in the field. Mm-hmm. This is real. I love how lo-fi this is. You've basically got this like painted on the fence is, you know, like Colgate toothpaste or, you know, yeah. uh, safety razors, you know, they're just mm-hmm. painted on the fence. You know? <laughs> That's right. And it's the world series. I it's like love- they, they put up some bunting and but it's the same, yeah. you know. It's not yeah. like they dressed up the stadium at all. It's like, hey, we're going to have the World Series here. Nine games, by you the way. You can tell it's huge. Not- I also love how you know some people are following it through like Morse code, code on the uh, telegraph. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like- and all of that's real. You know, where they're sitting in the room and they have the the guy moving the. It's like a it's like a, a scoreboard. You know, it's like a three dimensional yeah. scoreboard and everything. That they really would have that. Yeah. They'd put these. They'd have them outside of buildings. They'd have things so people walking by on the street could keep 
track of the score uh, in those days. Baseball was the national pastime. That was it, really. Yeah. You know, it was the biggest and, thing. Uh, who uh, Now, who's the actor playing uh, Arnold Rothstein? Is that uh, Michael Lerner? Yeah, it's, the, it's Mr. Greenway, and he's going to be back on the 24th, and you better have a pitch for him. Okay. He doesn't. Uh, he wasn't doesn't, he's the guy in the uh, in Barton uh, Fink, right? Playing the uh, Louis B. Merritt. That's side. right. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. Boy, you know he he really has a way of conveying menace without busting any heads. You exactly. really feel the menace, but he's not breaking anybody's arm. Yeah. <laughs> like a De Niro. He's I, just sort of like it's all in his eyes. I <laughs> love that speech. He says, "You know, I was the fat kid that got picked last. Now they come to me with their hats in their hands, wanting." Yeah. yeah. I love that. I love. I'll tell you, he's in it for like ten minutes, but he's so good. Everybody in this is good. John Sales himself is great, playing that sports writer. Ring Uh, Lardner, Studs Terkel. Ring, yeah, Ring Lardner. Now, Ring Lardner Jr. was, I believe, wrote some screenplays. His son was a writer as well and did some some pretty famous screenplays. But Ring Lardner was a really famous sports writer uh, for in Chicago. I think for the Tribune, maybe I want to say. But you could probably correct me on that if you if you look it up. But uh, but I know all of that really comes to life. How it's really you can tell how big the newspapers are at that time. That that is the key way that you're getting the information. It's really before radio is a mass medium. So the papers are what you're getting all the information from. Yeah, and uh, you can tell what a big deal that is. How they cover it, when they cover it. You know, um, mm-hmm. all of that was just fascinating. All the people, uh, you know, on the team. All great actors, you know. They're all doing, you know, John Cusack, and uh, you know, you got your uh, Michael Rooker and Charlie Sheen. All those guys, it's just uh, perfect. David uh, Strathairn, you know, yeah, all just uh, did he, a great job. He's so good, you know, in the scenes where they're throwing the game, and you realize that it's gonna, he's gonna have to do it. He's gonna have to be the one to really look like a goat out there, and uh, and, yeah. and look bad. And you see every time you know, they they do those shots with him and his wife, and it's all in the eyes and in his, you know, his, his posture and all that. It's so, he's so good. He's so good. In, and in, there, yeah, there's, a, there's his wife with his two little girls and you're just like, Oh, this is just so awful. Cause it really is. Yeah. Uh, he's really the one that's going to have to have to do it. Yeah. But, um, all that was, was fascinating. He, and, and I think, um, um, John Mahoney as the, as the coach, um, Oh yeah. John Mahoney is, you know, everybody knows him as Frazier's dad. He's a great actor. And he really is. And you can just see when he knows what they're doing. It's heartbreaking when he's standing outside of the hotel room and, uh, you know, he's, just, you know, he's just standing there like, you know, he's talked to the owner. He's talked to everybody. He's done everything he can. And like, it's just so heartbreaking because he's, he's really trying yeah. to, you know, you can tell it's killing him that this is happening. Um, and yeah. uh, God, he's so good in that role. It's, it's such a good role for him. And uh, everybody. Go ahead, John. Everybody's great. John John Cusack is great because you can tell that that's all he wants to do is just play, and he can't even imagine what he's going to do if he if he can't. You know, uh, if you watch Ken Burns um, baseball, I believe it's Buck Weaver. You know, the, you know the great narration by um, oh, he was the newsman. I can't remember who who um, he was the newsman for years. Uh, John. Uh, Find out who the Chancellor? Narr- yes, thank you. Uh, the, you know the way he trail. You know they they close that chapter by saying that Buck Weaver basically roamed the halls of um, the major league offices uh, 
for years trying to get an appeal and never got it uh, mm. to to be able to play again. So he you know he never played again, and so it's it's heartbreaking when you see what they they yeah. basically throw you know they give him a show trial and they, that's fascinating how it's basically a show trial to let to show baseball hey look ba- we had nothing to do with this okay we're clean, and then the commissioner comes down who was a real guy, uh, Judge uh, Kennesaw Mountain Landis was a real guy. That actor looks and sounds like him, which is amazing. And uh, he was, yeah, he banned everybody from baseball. So, uh, which, I mean, rightly so for the guys that cheated, obviously, but, you know, some innocent. Uh, You can kind of see what, you can kind of see where he's coming from. If we don't do this, they're never going to trust us again. It's got to be severe. It's got to be anybody who was playing and knew about it, you know. Yeah. But what a heartbreak. Such a heartbreak for the guys that didn't want anything to do with it. It just kills you. Uh, but I was going to say, John, uh, John Sales is a guy much like the Coen brothers uh, and, uh, and people like Frank Capra, who kind of are really good at casting faces, people's faces. Um, the one guy that just shows up for like a minute and threatens uh, um, the guy from Emergency Squad 50, Squad 51. Yeah. He comes in, he yeah. says, you don't want another visit from me, you know. <laughs> Or the yeah. guy, or the guy that comes up and says, "Look, we're going to kill your wife if you don't throw the game." Yeah, and then sits behind yeah. her at the game. Like all those yeah. faces are just so uh, everybody's so well cast. Um, it's How re- about Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, like Christopher Lloyd, and he's not—he's not hamming it up. He's playing it straight, you know. Yeah, Christopher Lloyd, it and shows, the, you know, he's—you think that all he can do is goofy comedies? He can do anything. You yeah, know? Christopher Lloyd and the guy who uh, stole the the Ferrari in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Uh, Richard Edson. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Richard Edson. F- fantastic. He's got a face. He's got a one of a kind face. You know, he turns up in all those uh, Jim Jarmusch movies too. Yeah. And We're, hell, uh, do the right thing. He's one of the brothers. That that, do the that's right. right thing, that's know? right. We saw him in do the right thing. Um, that's a one of a kind face. I'll tell you. <laughs> uh, and he's great in it. He's, he's really good. Yep. Uh, yeah. All right. I'm glad you liked it, John. Yeah. Loved it. Let's go over to our resident baseball fan. Our friend Justine. How are you, Justine? Checking in. This movie is the most frustrating thing to watch. Why is that, Justine? Because you wish they would just kick the people out nowadays who did that. <laughs> it's just yeah. so frustrating to watch because you're like, F this. Like There are shades of 20... 20- what should have happened. I'm like, why is he making me watch this? I was so mad. There's, there's shades of 2017 in here for sure. And as a Dodger fan, I knew where's you were. Where's our Kennesaw Mountain? Yeah where's, that, yeah, where's that guy? Kick them all out. Disband the right? team. Disband the whole we damn need... team. Uh, <sighs> but did you enjoy it as a movie, though? Just, I'm sorry to put you through that and bring back and those like, awful memories. And that's the worst thing to do to them, right? The worst thing to do to them. Yeah, right? Ban them from playing. Why Be- can't we do that? Because just the whole time, I was just really pretty frustrated about that. Because you uh, you see you see John Cusack at the end, and you know he's obviously can't play anymore. And then you have Shoeless Joe Jackson, which was purported to have been. They said that he changed his name and went to play. Uh, I don't think it was in the minors, but I think he went to play maybe in like Mexico or like another country. He went to play baseball somewhere. Yeah, because he was learning a different language mm-hmm. when he saw mm-hmm. him play. No, that was the guy who. No, um, that was the bookie. That was the that was oh. the guy who was working for Mister Rossi, and you could tell got in trouble because he had a broken nose and he was learning, he was learning Spanish so he could get out. 
I do love Rothstein's last line. So long, suckers. As he's like on the boat, like just leaving. But did you, did you, yeah. did you enjoy it, Justine? Was it a, was it a good uh, movie for you? Mm, yeah. I mean, it's an interesting story I've never knew about, um, but it was definitely frustrating. I was just pretty upset. Yeah. I was like, why? Why is Mario doing this? Thing? <laughs> uh, well, like, it wasn't. What did I do? That's not. And you're going to give me James Bond next that's week? That's not. Thanks. That wasn't the intention. That wasn't. I just that's wanted. That's what it felt like. I wanted that's you to have a good. I wanted you to have a good time watching the movie, and enjoying some, you know, Frasier's dad and some other people. Well, you- as soon as you know, like they're cheating, it's like Ayer's already mad. <laughs> well, what's frustrating to watch is you know who's a great actor is the catcher. Um, I don't know the guy's uh, name, but he, you, I know that guy, that heart, he has a lot of heart. In he, this. Yeah. He's so, he just wants to win. And he's like, you know, you mm-hmm. can tell he's heartbreak. He's heartbroken when he knows these guys. Are, curve, I kept telling him that they're curveballs and yeah. his frustration. They didn't even, uh, they didn't even approach him. Right. They knew he wouldn't go for they it. Knew so he they knew he wouldn't even approach. Yeah. Him, they right? wouldn't even, they didn't go for him and they didn't go for the guy they called college boy because they knew he wouldn't yeah. do it. And, uh, you know, David Strathairn's character was the one. They're like, if you get Eddie, then we'll do it because you know you have two pitchers, and that's it. You know, you can throw you know yeah. four games there. You know, yeah. th- four or five, depending. And back in those days, those guys pitched on like three days rest. It wasn't like a, a big deal. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it is. I understand your frustration, and it is you're frustrated because you 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 see like John Cusack, and he's such a good actor. And you can tell he wants to win, and you can sense his frustration. You can sense the frustration of the people that want want to win, um, and and you sense the heartbreak. But I love that you also understand why they weren't doing it because they were evil. They were doing it because their owner was notoriously, money. yeah, yeah. This, That's sad. Ten thousand bucks was a lot of money back then. This is back when ball players had like a regular job in the off season. You know, they'd go work at like a hardware store or something. You know. Because they had, they, it wasn't enough money for them to, you know, they love playing, but they weren't, the, the owners were paying them peanuts. So they were, they had to have jobs in the off season and then they'd come back and play baseball. So uh, you get why they did it. And like, the, all, that's why all those scenes where he looks at his daughters is heartbreaking because he's, he's doing it for them pretty much, you know, because that's how he finally gets them. He's like, look, you're going to want to put your daughters through college, right? You're going to want to take care of your wife and your family. And you're like, oh man, you know? Who wouldn't? And then they didn't even get paid all of their money. Yeah, yeah they got fucked over. They didn't even get the payoff. Yeah, that's awful. Uh, so, so who's, you, com- who's commissioner right now? That is it, Godsell or what's no, his name? it's uh, Roger. Uh, 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 Roger Goodell. No, it's Bud Selig. No, who is the commissioner right now? It's, uh, Bud, it's no, it's um. And then, uh, well, you had uh, you, uh, you used to have uh, what's his name. Giamatti was a commissioner for a long time, and he died. And then Peter Uberoth. Uberoth. The, uh, right now, it's the what, line when he says, "Like you'll never know," because she was like, "Rob Manfred could have won what, it." I'm sorry. And what? He goes, we'll never know, and that was upsetting. Yeah, well, dude, <laughs> we'll never the know. Same way, I'm right? Like, we'll never know about that one either. We'll never know about 2017. We know in our hearts who would have won. We know. We know who won. Oh, I so in a nutshell, so I'm like they messed with everything. They messed with their pay. I'm oh, sorry, I was still talking about the Dodgers, but 
<laughs> well, the tragedy of the Dodgers is you had Dodgers like Andre Ethier, who retired without a championship, who were on that team. And you had guys like Clayton Kershaw, whose reputation was tarnished. And he's redeemed himself, especially with this last year. Yeah. But um, I think that forever, to me, the championship is legitimate 2020 because of all the obstacles that have overcome. But a lot of people are always going to say, well, it wasn't a real season and blah, blah, blah. They're always going to have a reason. Uh, to... There was no cheating. So Yeah, there was no cheating. Why so... didn't they throw... Uh, Mario, in a nutshell, why didn't they throw the book at him? Money. When they found out what, what they did. Money. It's just the money, right? It's just the money. It's the money. Yeah, yeah. they don't want to. They don't. Yeah. Baseball right now is not in the position it was back then. You know, it's yeah. it's behind the NFL in popularity. You know, the ratings are down for yeah. the World Series every year. Um, you know, yeah. the, the audience for baseball shrinks. You know, every year, so it's money. You got to hold on to that. It would yeah. it would kill it yeah. if they came out and admitted, and you know, it'd be a scandal that it would yeah. take years to come back from. So, you know, mm. not punishing oh, well. the yeah, right? I mean, if we have to blow the whole thing up, we blow the whole thing up just so the just to bring the Astros mm. to justice, but you know. Yeah. And yeah, mm. I, I know. It it's frustrating now because we we have such a short memory that um during the 2020 World Series when people were bringing up the fact that the Dodgers hadn't won, nobody was bringing up the fact that they lost to a team that cheated in 2017. It was it was frustrating me. It was very frustrating. That we have such yeah. a short memory that people, Los Angeles will never forget, obviously. But you know, uh, and I think they have every every right to be mad because uh, if it was your team, you'd be pissed too. You know. So thanks for the fun watch, Mario. <laughs> you got to see a young. You got to see a young John Cusack. Okay, yeah, you, yeah. There was a. It was a lot of stars in one movie, mm -hmm. and a lot of people I haven't seen young. Mm-hmm. And the guy from um, from Do the Right Thing, I've never seen him in anything else. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, you did. You saw him in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah. In but, disguise. But he's good here. He's great here. Yeah. Yeah. He's really, really good. And you know what's funny? Um, him and Christopher Lloyd look like they could have been in that time. They they, they look good in those hats. They, it's yeah. like some of those guys look like, hey, you would have, like, like um, D.B. Sweeney as Shoeless Joe Jackson looks like he could have been in, of that period you know so it's kind of cool uh oh you know, it's getting... weird it's weird that straw hats were ever fashionable like those boaters or whatever they called them yeah 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 it is weird How right is that ever a fashion <laughs> well kevin tyge wore his well he came from boston and that's what they would wear that was kind of the fashion uh, yeah i like that, that, yeah. Um, that that's kind of a east coast thing too that wasn't really i like that they the straw hat yeah I thought I would get annoyed with the little boy. I was telling Patrick, I'm like, oh, all the adults will shut up when the little boy's talking? That's not, that's not real. <laughs> but that, that, See, I'm so Joe. that really did I'm happen. So, like, they all shut up now. That really did happen, though. I mean, he really did say that's that. Um, he really did say that to, uh, to Shula. That's where that, uh, that's where that phrase comes from. That was an actual incident that happened. I don't know if it happened on the steps, but apparently it was when he was leaving a game, somebody yelled. Say it ain't so, Joe. Say it ain't so. Um, but uh, yeah, so I'm sorry. I, like, I enjoyed watching them catch it. And it made me wish that someone was catching it then <laughs> for the Dodgers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. When the sports writers like, are figuring while, it out. Like, while it was happening, mm -hmm. you know, and kind of 
I mean, it, it would have been tricky, but I kind of wish like something else like that was happening. With ours, yeah, the writers are the ones that figured it out. The writers are the ones yeah. that, that, you know. They're like, wait a minute. And, and they, you start seeing them circle names. And you're like, oh, yeah. yeah. I was pretty happy about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they even yeah. called them out by singing I'm Forever Blowing Ball Games <laughs> as they walk down the... Uh, I like how they're all just staring at him like... Like some of them look like they want to kill him, and some of them look like they want to just sink into their seats. Uh, yep. Patrick, what did you think? Eight men out, my friend. Uh, I mean, besides the horrible taste in music, uh, that is all good music. Uh, it was a good movie. I liked it. I, I I was really interested in. It was a nice period piece. It was kind of a an interesting combo between a gangster movie and a baseball movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I. Did have an issue with them casting John Cusack and uh, what's his face um, Charlie Sheen uh, because I was often looking at the screen going wait which one am I looking at again Don't even uh, no no <laughs> no How big are they Mario That's what I was wondering How well, big are they at this time John Cusack was um, pretty famous Jesus. for being in John Cusack was pretty much was pretty famous for for being in all of the teen comedies that he was in. Um, he had starred in stuff like One Crazy Summer and um, and uh, One True Thing, and he was better off dead. Better off dead. He kind of had like he, this was like one of his first grown up roles, and I would say that Charlie oh, okay. Charlie Sheen was just about to bust out as Charlie Sheen. Like he had a he had a name, he had a reputation, but he wasn't quite uh, as famous. Made- his his brother Emilio Estevez was more famous at this time for sure, oh, okay. but he was on the I way up. Just, um- I was surprised he was in two baseball movies. Yeah, isn't that weird? I wonder if he knows how to play. I don't know. Because he played. He's, you know what? He did play, and he said that's why he took the. Uh, that's why he took both of those movies. He wanted to play. He wanted to play baseball. Oh, that's I didn't that's know. That's why that. he took he, he took this because he wanted to play baseball in a movie because he he loved baseball. Oh, that's and awesome. He, he could play. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, see, I didn't know that. Yeah, no, he was uh, John Cusack was already pretty, but this is where he was going towards like more growing up roles but he was still doing stuff like he would do say anything after this and uh oh okay but he was still he was pretty big by this time like people knew him he had broken out of like the sidekick roles and like weird science and stuff and he this went, is before say anything this but, is be- right uh-huh. before this is like the movie before say anything but he's pretty big by this time like he's you know he's he's moderately famous like the teenage crowd would know him you know grown-ups going to the movies might not know him as well you know Okay. So, but like he had a, you know, he already had like a following, you know, he was already kind of a heartthrob and Charlie Sheen <laughs> was, Charlie Sheen was actually well known cause he was like, he was like adjacent to the Brad Pack, you know, he was adjacent to Molly Ringwald and all those guys cause through his brother, in, Emilio Estevez. In Ferris Bueller, was he even a big star then? He's just a little no, cameo, that was before, no one knows him. That was before Platoon. Uh, uh, Ferris Bueller's before Platoon. That's the big star. Oh, you know what? I'm so him. sorry. You know what? This is 88, right? Is yeah. this after Platoon? So this would have been, he, Charlie Sheen would have been big because he was, Platoon is the movie that really blew him up. So this is probably a movie, they were probably making him close to the same time. It's one of those things where he might have made this one first, but it got released mm. after. So, okay. uh, so, but yeah, he would have been, actually, he would have been pretty big because of Platoon. I didn't think about that. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Cause I think he was nominated for an Oscar for Platoon. Maybe. Dang. I didn't know he's been nominated. Has he been? Check that and out. Wall for, Street. 
Would you check he, that he was up Patrick? for something for Wall Street too. Yeah. Between the two, they're pretty neck and neck in fame. I think. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I totally forgot about Platoon, which we didn't cover. We, we should have covered, but. But I'm, I'm get. Yeah, I wonder if Platoon was after Eight Men Out. I think it was '87. Platoon came out in '86. Okay, so he yeah he's well known then. He's famous. Okay. And this isn't a big part for him. So, yeah, I think he said he took it just because of the baseball angle he wanted to play. So, and you know, you yeah, because it is an ensemble cast for sure. Uh, you know, yeah, you have everybody on the baseball team wow. plus all the side characters. So, yeah, so he's he is pretty famous then. I'm sorry, I totally forgot about Platoon. Thanks for bringing that up, John. Up, John. Brought to you by Up John. This portion of the show brought to you by Up John. I don't know what they make it, Up John, but I always see that name. Uh, I think it's Pepto Bismol. <laughs> Patrick, so you did enjoy? Yeah, it was an interesting movie. Yep. Um, it was kind of interesting to see how it all played out and how corrupt uh, baseball was from the get go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was uh, it was fun. I did, liked it. Did you cry? No, I didn't cry. I'm sorry. It wasn't a Pixar movie. Mm-mm. I'm going to have to count no, points off sorry. if you didn't cry, Patrick. I know. I'm sorry. Justine. I already know. Uh, oh, said Justine. But. Charlie Sheen never won anything. Oh. Was he nominated? Uh, Young, Gun- Young Guns, the motion picture, won. Okay, he was never Young nominated, Gun. though. Young Guns. But it's not mm-hmm. him. What did he win? Um, I wasn't sure. He's was- won things for two and a half men. And, and he's, been nominated with for being John Malkovich, but that's about it. Okay. I knew he was nominated for something. Okay. Um majority of his stuff is two and a half men and I don't count that. Yeah, no, we don't we don't count television work. Um Jake. You love the music in this movie. You love the clothes. Did you like the movie? Jake. <laughs> We're talking to you now, Jake. Did we lose Jake like 20 minutes ago? Jake no, is there. Here. He's connected. Someone check the text. Jake, are you alive? Uh, no text from him. Hmm. He went to, we probably he went. Fucking, wake up, Jake. Wake up. Wait, let's, he pass out? Let's just be silent until he comes back. Uh, oh, you know what? There was a Jake? phone ringing. There was a phone ringing. I wonder if he had a phone call. No. That was my phone. <laughs> maybe he's driving his. Maybe he's driving over to answer your phone. All of my phones are ringing. All two of them are ringing. I had to keep like putting them. <laughs> I had to keep moving from one room to the next because all my phones are ringing. The fin is ringing. All right. Well, that's great. Mm. I'm glad. To, let me ask you a question. Who Who is your favorite player on the 1919 White Sox, guys? Now that you know everything about him, who's your guy? What's his face? His character was a little bit more likable because he was trying so hard. Oh, Buck Weaver. Buck Weaver. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Shoeless Joe was illiterate. He was an illiterate guy. He was a, he did, could not read and and uh, couldn't couldn't write. And all that was true. All that was very very true. Uh, that scene that really gets to me is when John Cusack when when Buck Weaver tells his wife when he pulls his wife aside and said, "Hey, they're trying to th- trying to throw the series," you know, and she's like, "I wish I didn't mm-hmm. know. I wish I didn't know." You know, it's crazy. It's it's nuts how it didn't. Uh, and then he says, "I wish I didn't know too." <laughs> yeah. Like, ugh, Christ. Yeah. I don't know. We don't know where Jake went, guys. So let's uh, mm. let's pause momentarily for station identification. 
Yeah. Okay, we found Jake. Uh, we have audio evidence that we we. I was going to cut it out, but we have audio ev- evidence that we called to him and he didn't hear us. So I'm going to have to leave that in the show. It's a scandal. Just to, it's a scandal. Just to prove that he's scandal. He sits on the throne. Timmy fell down the well. One man out. Let's change it to one man out. One man out. That's right. One man out. Who's Who's going to be our Kennesaw Mountain Landis? Well, me, of course. I'm the one that says there will be no hook. There will be no hook. How do we get a name like Mountain? How do you get a name like Mountain? I don't know. <laughs> Kennesaw. How do, you get a, how do you get a name like Kennesaw? <laughs> More to the point. Yeah. How do you get a name like Kennesaw? Yeah. Mountain. Yeah. A, a hippie would name his kid Mountain. You know, this is my kid. Mm. This is my daughter, Quinoa Mountain. So, you know, it's like mm. you can do that. And we don't believe in vaccinations. Okay. Uh, hit it. Jake, eight men out. We know you love the movie. We love, We know you love the music. We know you loved the clothes. What did you think of the movie? Oh, I'm just not a huge fan of baseball. It's not my thing. Not my thing. Movie was pretty good. That's all I have to say. I was just like, I'm just not a huge fan of baseball. And I think there's only maybe one or two baseball movies that I actually enjoy. This was about Angels in the Outfield. Angels in the Outfield. Yeah. Angels. You like Angels in the Outfield? I do. I like to flap my wings. Oh, my God. That's the worst. There's That's a like, lot of crowd uh, you participation. Like, you like a, that, kid, that a kid in King's Court? Or what is it called? A kid in... King Arthur's oh. Court? King Arthur's Court, yeah. That's another baseball movie. Is that a baseball movie? I haven't seen that one. It's a kid movie where he's a baseball player and he ends up in King Arthur's Court. that time. Yeah. Wow, that's hmm. crazy. You know what another baseball movie Jake likes? Oh, hmm. oh you're right. Three, three baseball movies. Which one? You're right. Airbud? Did Airbud have a baseball movie? Uh, probably. <laughs> Base Bud? Is that what they call it? Base Bud? In the Base Bud. <laughs> it has to be called Base Bud, right? What, why, why would it be anything else? It has to be. Um, that could be um, a porn title. <laughs> Whoa. But Jake, don't you feel like this movie was less about baseball and more about the scandal surrounding throwing the World baseball. Series? Baseball? It was a baseball scandal. Therefore, but, baseball movie. But, therefore, okay. uh, no way around it. Most of the action in this movie is on the uh, field. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Uh, okay. The sport. I appreciate the athleticism it takes to play said sport. Don't like baseball. Hmm. That's weird. Okay. I mean, I'm not judging Hit the ball, you. Take your base. Hit the ball. Take your base. It's a chess match between the pitcher the and the it's a, it's Mario, don't you just want to look at Jake and say, think fast and throw a ball at him? <laughs> See what happens. Hit the ball, catch think, the ball. Hit the ball. I think Mario's going to, Mario, I thought you were going to go, go back to Russia. No, it's fine. Not everybody likes, not everybody. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's honestly. Baseball, listen, baseball is not for everybody. It's three hours. It's it's a chess match between two people. There's, I mean, there's... It's an intellectuals game. I mean, I get it. There it is, yeah. like seventh inning on. Yeah, it's it's really is. You're watching a duel between it's a pitcher and a batter. 
and it's background noise and in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I totally get why people don't like baseball. So I don't, I don't harbor any ill will if people say they don't like baseball. I, I doesn't doesn't bother me. Um, now, do you? Because I was forced to watch baseball for about 14, 15 years of my life. That also my yeah, oh, yeah, did you, that to you. Yeah, there you go. Um, my brother, my brother um, loves baseball, and he was on in little league, and he was on a travel ball team. Oh yeah, see you. Oh wow, because oh, you watch that kind of baseball. Yeah, they went up on a tournament. I had to go, regardless if I wanted to or not. Yeah, so yeah, I, I get. You're it. coming to support your brother, and I'm like, ugh. Okay, <laughs> When you're a little kid, that's the last thing you want to do. <laughs> I want to. Yeah, I'm like, I want to play for Nintendo right now, or I want to play whatever. Yeah. Whatever I he feel was. like Jake probably liked the seventh inning because he was able to sing and stretch. Sing, and, yeah. Pentaton and now singing the uh, the seventh inning stretch, pentatonics and Jake Perk little little Jake perks up. <laughs> They weren't oh, now singing the seventh oh, inning stretch, Manhattan Transfer. Woo! Take me out to the bar. Ed Perk, right? No, I get it. I get it, dude. I no, honestly, I really do not have a problem when people say they don't like baseball. It's it is if you're not if you don't know it or you don't care. What what? Look, I hate golf. So there's nothing worse for me than when people have golf on TV. I'm like, Jesus, how do you uh, do this? And, I'm, and I'm it's the same way. I can I totally get people not liking golf. I'm like, yeah, it's a boring ass sport. It's mm-hmm. as weird as watching golf on TV. It's one thing to play it, but watching it on TV is weird. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> who was the comedian that said he hits it and then you get like five minutes of sky? Five minutes of sky. <laughs> On his first stroke, hole that, seventeen. That's hilarious. oh yeah. The way they talk is great. It's like they're whispering. It's like, wait a minute, aren't you like in the control booth? It's like no, they're not. Why? Why are you whispering? They're not. They're they're like a few feet away, and they're in like a. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's there's right. there's nothing covering them. Yeah. They, they they're, they're, in they're sitting on the back of the away. golf cart. Yeah, yeah. They're in the back of the. They just follow the guys around. It's like War of the Worlds. They've cut our lines. They've cut the lines. They can't hear us. There's a plane. Uh. Um, I can only see. I can right. only recommend watching like two people. Bill Mickelson is actually a lot of fun to watch because he does not give a fuck about playing smart golf. He does some crazy ass shit, and it's really fun to watch. Otherwise, it's no. all right, Jake. I was dragged to golf things because my ex boyfriend well, in worse high than getting school was on the golf team. Oh god! Wow. Watch a bunch of high schoolers. Play. Oh god! Jesus! Now, this is how <laughs> golf golf was meant to be played with four buddies. On some golf carts with some beer and a good time. That's all like golf. Beer. Or whatever drink. You can have a drink, whatever. We can do all of that. Or whatever drink. We can do that. We can do all of that without the golf. We can just do that. We don't have to go golfing. We yeah. We don't have to pay the I don't green have to fee. chase a ball for 10 hours. Yeah. And if I do, I want the ones that are attached. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh okay, Jake. So that was your your two word review. It was okay. That's three words, but uh, I get it. I get it. You don't like baseball. Go Dodgers, right, Justine? Uh, all right. Let's rank it. Eight men out. out to the game. I miss going to baseball game. Underrated classic. Like going to a baseball game is different than watching a baseball game. I can do both. I can do either. I will say that. I will say that. I can do either. I, as a matter of fact, I just started a whole season on my 
MLB The Show 2018, downloaded the 2020 rosters. There's Mookie Betts and Dodger Dodger White, and uh, I'm ready to go. <laughs> I'm ready to go. Ready to rock. Mookie. Play, play a Mookie. Oh, I, ordered, I ordered a new shirt that I, I think you'll both be very excited to see when it comes in. Well, when your shirt when your shirt gets here, you're going to be very excited, except <laughs> the first one I ordered got it bled. So it came that way from the from the artist that made it. It came. It was the artiste. It bled over. I was like, "Ooh, sorry, I have to send this back." Sorry, it's you're gonna love it. Cool. You're gonna love it. But let's talk about uh, the score of Eight Men Out. Uh, John, what would you like to give it? I give it an eight. Ooh, apropos, uh, Patrick. Uh, seven. I'm gonna give it a seven. Uh, Justine. I gave it a six. That's too much emotions for me. It was wow. really hard to watch. It's so well, just mm. as good as Casablanca, so that's that's good. It's no Toy Story 2. That's all I know. Uh, Patrick, you already said, I'm sorry, Jake. I give this one uh, a point for every inning in Little League Baseball. Six. What is that? It's six ah. innings. I thought you were going to give it a point for every inning in, uh, or every game in the World Wait, Series what? back then, which was nine. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, right? We're going to play all nine games. You're like, what did he just say? We're playing nine games? <laughs> when I heard that, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I wouldn't teams, mind. Huh? Nothing nothing better than more baseball. The only thing better than baseball is more baseball. Uh, I'm going to give this one an eight. I'm going to give it an eight. But, uh, you know, I feel like Justine liked it in her heart, but she just, it reminded her too much of some bad stuff. She had some. Yeah, you know, like, let me see this and not have the history happen. I'm good. Yeah, if you had watched this in 2016, you would have loved it. You would have been like, "This is the good." Like, oh wow, that's crazy! You'd have been the greatest. Movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. Uh, never knew that. I never knew that. Now you just hate everybody. Hate, hate, <laughs> hate. Um, all right, that's a good. One. Okay, let's go on. Move on to Monty Python's Meaning of Life. Patrick's going to give us the breakdown on that. Take it away, Patrick. This 1983 movie directed by one Terry Jones. Released on March 31st, it got a 7.5 on IMDb and 86% on Rotten Tomatoes, with a budget of $9 million, grossed $14.9 million. That's a, $9 million? Jeez. That's expensive for a, for, for a Python movie. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, they had to do all those sets. There's a lot of sets. Mm-hmm. I figured it was to pay for each pair. John, let's take it away. Monty Python's Meaning of Life. You're the biggest Monty Python fan here. Where does this rank in the Monty Python canon? I saw this in Westwood. When it came out, we all, about like 10 of us from work, drove out uh, to Westwood and caught it like the first night. And we liked it. We were laughing. We liked it, but it sort of paled in comparison to Holy Grail and Life of Brian. We just didn't think it was quite in the same league. Now, you know, 30 years later, it's pure gold. Nobody makes a comedy like this anymore. Mm-hmm. And you want more Python. Nobody thought that was going to be the last Python movie, you know? So I think they did like a live thing after this, like Life at the Hollywood Bowl. But basically, this was their last movie with all original material. We thought they were just going to keep cranking them out. So I remember leaving the theater going, it was funny. But it's no, it's no Life of Brian. It's no Holy Grail. Now, watching it, it's like it's pure gold. And 
they just don't make comedies like this anymore. They never did. If so, you, you could, I, one could argue they never I, did, except for Monty Python. Yeah. Yeah. I just enjoy the hell out of it. I still think that Life of Brian and Holy Grail are better just because it's one it's one story mm-hmm. told, you know, it's more succinct. This one, what it was is they, they couldn't get together on like one plot and they said, Well, we've got a lot of sketches. Let's just do like we used to do and make it you know, like you know, we'll come up with one rough theme and we'll just kind of cram all these sketches under the title Meaning of Life. And uh it's funny stuff. I mean, I'm laughing my head off, but it's not quite not quite up there with the other two. It, it feels like a return to the show. It feels like uh, the first movie and now for something completely different. Yeah. Uh, which is fine. But my God. Uh, but the money they spent, they said one reason, uh, the other two movies, they were kind of like trying to scrape together the budget. And since they those two movies were hits, uh, they were able to get this financed. They were able to actually get some money. That's why all those production numbers look so lavish that, you know, every sperm is sacred and all those other big, production numbers you just they had the money for once they had a, a good budget otherwise they were always trying to scrape the money together mm-hmm. uh i think life of brian george harrison had to like foot the bill and i think for uh holy grail it was like led zeppelin and pink floyd scraped the money together for him wow um you'd have these, these rock stars that were huge fans of money python and eric idol said yeah it's the you know somebody like george harrison that's the most anybody ever paid to see a Monty Python movie, you know, it's the most expensive ticket ever. You finance the movie just so you can see it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, but since those were hits, uh, those were hits and they had some money, they said, well, let's really do some big, some big budget. And so they didn't have to, they weren't hurting. They were able to, to make it look like a big production. So, um, those are my favorite bits. I love the, I love the opening bit, which was Terry Gilliam directed that first 10 minutes, the, uh, the crimson public assurance, um, (laughs) That's just, that was just crazy. That's one of the best things in the movie. That was supposed to be in the middle of the movie. It was supposed to be like an animated bit. And he said, hey, how about this? How about uh, we do it live action? We put it at the beginning like a short and just make it live action. And it's just wonderful. That whole thing with the with the building actually breaking its chains and sailing down the street. Yeah. <laughs> just uh, very just ter- beautiful. Very Terry Gilliam. Very Terry Gilliam. But I think this was probably like... Uh, Maybe after Time Bandits, it might have been. Uh, I think yeah. after Time Bandits, but but before uh, Baron Munchausen or Brazil, but just gorgeous. And I love the way that halfway in the movie they kind of make a, they kind of revisit <laughs> that short. They they crash through the window and there they are back at the beginning of the movie again. I love that the that the uh, the, the corporation actually discovers the meaning of life and nobody's paying attention. That, <laughs> that's the greatest joke in the movie. He's like, well, what did you say about being distracted? Oh, look at that building. It's great because they actually do figure it out. Uh, And you got to love my other three favorite bits are the Mr. Creosote mm -hmm. with Terry Jones. Just the most disgusting comedy (laughs) routine ever. Oh, my God. I had that one scene. I was like, do not eat anything in the last 30 minutes of the movie. Oh, my God. (laughs) How many people do you know? How, how many people do you know that if you're uh, eating something, somebody will go, but it's just wafer thin. Yeah. <laughs> it's like wafer thin. I Every do. time you see a mint, you're like, is it wafer thin? Yeah, is it wafer thin mint? <laughs> I know if I have yeah. a friend who does that. Yeah, we talk about that all the time, Mr. Creosote. Every time. And uh, the every sperm is sacred is a great one. The thing with death and the salmon moose, that's a great one. Mm-hmm. And uh, the one that ends up with uh, – 
Eric Idle and Michael Palin in the tiger suit always gets the biggest laugh from me. <laughs> the way they just keep coming up with more excuses. Oh, we were, um, oh, you know what it was? Uh, uh, no, no, wait a minute. It was, um, no, we were. <laughs> Uh, and John Cleese is all shut up. <laughs> we don't care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that. Cause it, uh, it, it makes fun of all those uh, Zulu epics that were, you know, there was a yeah, bunch of those movies yeah. made. Um, yeah. Yeah. They, there's so many good mo- moments in this. Uh, there's a lot of weird stuff. They throw, they, they literally throw everything at the, you know, at the wall to see what sticks. And uh, most of it does, you know, most of it, comes off you like you said it's not your strongest material uh but it's great i mean it's 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 solid throughout you laugh the whole thing you laugh the whole time you know yeah and every year that passes it just gets it just is a little better because they're not making them anymore Mm -hmm. you know that was it that was the last one this this movie really i mean they're all very versatile but this movie more than the others makes me appreciate the uh versatility of uh michael palin uh because yeah. he's, he's doing so many the, I love that drill sergeant routine that he's doing where he's like uh, are, are all of you fine with my little scheme of marching down the square actually sir I'd like to read a book <laughs> well off with you then like just does that all but the, right. the, the way he does that character and his you know all the all the stuff he can do with his voice where it trails up and trails down and he can do all these little things with his with his voice it's all on display yeah. in that little in that little scene and uh, it's really, yeah. really, really, really well done. Uh, I think he's the one that has does the best uh, variety of dialects because he's also the father. When he sees the stork with the baby, he goes, oh, bloody hell. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that whole thing. No, my darlings, I'm afraid it's uh, scientific experiments for a lot of <laughs> That's what I were yeah. saying before you came out. I was like, well, I've given it a good thought, and uh, there's no yeah. changing my mind. It's uh, science, medical experiments for a lot of you. It's like they're like, oh, yeah. they're all marching out of he that He can house. do uh, – he can just do any uh, any dialect you can think of. It's amazing. Uh, yeah. Um, well, see, I'm glad you like. I was worried that you maybe you didn't hold this in as high regard because when I was a, when I was younger, this was my favorite just because no attention span and just skits. You know, skit after skit yeah. after skit. Yeah. So um, for me, you know, when and I was boobs, boobs, boobs. I always forget about that scene. <laughs> I always forget yeah, about I the scene where he's running away from the. Uh, <laughs> He's running away. For, this man is about to die. I forgot. And then I could, Nicole having to walk in. She's like, "Oh, Justine's gonna love this." And I was like, "Yeah." yeah. I thought I thought the same thing. I thought, "Oh, we're really gonna get an earful from Justine mm-hmm. on this one," <laughs> and rightly so. But you saw what happened to him. Right, That's the joke. So. That's the joke. He, the, he, he, the real joke is that uh, Graham Chapman, the one being chased was the member of the cast that was gay. Yeah. I think in retrospect, that's really funny. <laughs> that's what I told Nicole. I go, he was gay in real life. So there, and but you know, what's funny. He was, he was openly gay by this time. I think, I believe he was, he was the, yeah, but that's, that's acting. Like Ian McKellen says, it's acting. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> Love it. Uh, yeah. Jake, you're another Monty Python fan. Where does this, uh, where does this fall for you? Um, even the worst Monty Python movie is still a fantastic comedy. Oh, there you go. There you go. Do you feel like this is the worst? I think it's the worst of the three. Yeah, it feels it feels more like you're watching a like a long like an extended version of the Flying Circus, Mm -hmm. which is not a bad thing in any way. I love Flying Circus, but yeah, it's. I mean, you know, you're in for uh, a great comedy when the first ten minutes is just the most absurd. (laughs) 
<laughs> a bunch of old men <laughs> using. Actually, I had, I didn't remember a lot of this movie. I remember like the little bits, like the couple of bits here and there, but I didn't remember the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot that they're corporate pirates in the first thing. Yep, that's right. Movie. And I love, I love that they cast them. So they're only in it at the end, and it's these old men featuring mm-hmm. these yeah. these great old faces, you know. And they're, yeah. they're, they're, it's very well acted, just the way it's shot. Everything is really well done. It's a really cool yeah. little movie. Uh, and and the, the, I love the, oh, God, what was the bit? I forget the name of the bit. The the fish one's so stupid that always makes me giggle for no discernible reason. Morning, 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 morning. They're so, eating um, Harry over there. Yeah. Yeah. And the penis, the penis song, which always makes me giggle. Yes. <laughs> Isn't it awfully nice to have a penis? Isn't it perfect to have do a song? You, do you sing that to Sandy when you're just hanging out at the house? No. I, what did you say? To own a stiffy, is it divine to own a dick from the tiniest little tangent to the world's biggest prick? Did he say, this is a little song I tossed off in the Caribbean? Is that what it is? I think that's what he says when he introduces the song. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Uh, so you you do you have you ever seen uh, and now for something completely different because that is all stuff from the show that they turned into yeah. a movie. Yeah. So I don't know if people. Yeah, I've seen I've seen Flying Circus. I love the the parrot the oh, parrot one. There's the cheese. Kid. There's mm-hmm. the cheese shop one that I always love. John, did, refresh my memory. Did they? reshoot some of that stuff for now for something completely and now for something completely different or was it, it, it it's all reshot okay it's all reshot and the idea was i think part of the idea was to break them into america the, the tv show was not yet on pbs and they thought let's shoot some of our let's reshoot some of our best tv sketches put it all in one 90 minute movie put it out there and maybe we'll, we'll break into america Mm-hmm. It didn't quite happen. What happened was a couple of years later, PBS started running the TV show. That's what broke them in America was people saw the original sketches and that's what did it. Okay. And um, so in retrospect, you know, it's interesting to see them restage those bits. And um, at that time in America, it would have been the only way to see them. Uh, they were not showing the TV show yet. That's crazy. Okay. Yeah. Uh so Jake, you you are a fan. I'm glad another Monty Python fan, not disappointed. Patrick, um, yeah, I'm on the same page. This is definitely the least. It's not the best one out of the three. Um, I think it goes Holy Grail, Life of Brian, and then The Meaning of Life. But it's still incredibly funny. It has some wonderful moments. Um, the only thing I dislike from this movie is just how uncomfortable that restaurant scene is. Every single time I watch it, just uh, makes me sick. Uh, or the sex, or the sex, the sex ed scene. <laughs> um, but it's it's a really funny movie. This one, I think, one of the reasons it's my least favorite of the three too is like they really up the musical numbers uh, more so in this one, and it's just I I don't get as many laughs out of the the songs, but. Uh, it's a great movie. It's a lot of fun, and uh, it's funny that they and Mel it. Brooks seem to really love musical numbers. Mel Brooks is another guy. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's kind uh, of a. It's kind of. A, I think it's a certain era. Pe- people of a certain age really. I could take like you know four of the songs out, and I'd be happy. Mm-hmm. I, I always forget this should have been a Christmas movie. We should have watched it with Uncle Buck because <laughs> of. 
there's always Christmas in heaven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Christmas in heaven. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. I always, I always forget that that's in there. So technically a Christmas movie. Um, and, uh, well, okay. So what is your favorite sketch there? Uh, Patrick, I, I lost my train of thought for half a second. I like the death scene. I think, I think that one's really funny. Um, that's probably my favorite out of the whole one. Although I did like the uh, the safari one uh, with the uh, tiger. That was also pretty fantastic. Because <laughs> it's just so ridiculous because their responses are just like, no, we're here for this. No, we're here for this. And it's just like the whole war is going on behind them. And then the officers are just primly proper and they don't give a shit about what's going on. Mm-hmm. Because they're British officers. Yeah. <laughs> So, so it'll just grow back then, right? <laughs> uh, Justine, no. what did you think? Mm. Mm. Um, I knew this was coming. Eh, it's just a lot of guys. A lot of guys. Well, that's mm. what it is. Monty, Monty Python is all dudes. Uh, did yeah. we or did we not cover vaginal juices last week? <laughs> Just, you know, I think the proper statement is a lot of guys in drag. There's a lot of women in this movie. They just happen to be men. Guy. Yes. Right. Um, I don't know. As a girl, seeing girls run topless <laughs> seems painful. And... Um, I'm laughing because that's the exact scene my wife came in. She's like, what are you watching? Oh, I'm watching this for the podcast. Literally sits down and like two seconds later, that scene comes up and she's just laughing and shaking her head. It just seems painful. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, I don't know. It was okay. I just felt like, I think, yeah, like I, I want a story. It's a movie. Give me a story to follow. There was. We were talking about the meaning of life. We're searching for the meaning of life. Yeah. <laughs> and I like when they get to the point where like it's the cutoff scene and they're like, so what's the meaning of life? And you're like, yeah, seriously. Like, what are we, what are we doing? Um, I don't know. The songs I had, I mean, I had the, um, the subtitles on. Mm-hmm. I think if I were in a theater, I wouldn't even know what's happening because... You know, with their accent and everything, it was just kind of hard. Because of the accent. I had to just follow it by reading it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Now that you- I don't know how I felt about it. It was just okay. Um, there wasn't any scene that made me laugh out loud. Not even there the scene was- where they give the captain a clock in the middle of World War One. Two clocks, because... Uh- no. I mean, it seemed like them. <laughs> <laughs> you say that like it's a bad thing. <laughs> I like their comedy. I just didn't like the way it went in this movie. Okay, that's I fair. I have to say the only thing I like then from what we've seen, because I've never really seen too much of these, it would be um, Holy Grail because there's something to follow. The jokes. Oh, she would hate the show. So you didn't like the machine that goes... Well, I feel like the show would make sense because it's a show and it's a variety show, right? Well, so you expect that. It's like and little... this one, I'm like, it's a movie, so give me a movie. Yeah, you didn't watch sketches. You wanted a movie. Yeah. You got a did movie. You, I, can't, I can't remember. I... Did Justine like uh, Life of Brian? Justine, did you, uh, did you like Life of Brian? What was your score, Justine? Can Life of Brian? Life of Brian. Um, I gave it an eight. There you go. Yeah. 
There you go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> She's going to give this one a seven, John. Don't worry. He laughed when he said biggest dickest. <laughs> That's right. You know what? Because in Life of Brian, it was full frontal nudity, but it was a guy. <laughs> and he wasn't running. Oh, he Finally, was. Finally, some male representation. Yeah. That's right. I love when she says that at the end. We're just going to put a bunch of penises on the... <laughs> at the end, where she's like, this is the closing scene. We're going to run the credits and put a bunch of penises on the screen. And you know what? I was prepped for it when they said it. I was like, okay, bury yourself. Like, get ready. And yeah, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. Mm. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. You got to watch HBO. And you're letting me down. Okay. You, you got to watch HBO's um, The Watchmen for that. Hmm. Doctor Manhattan. I for some reason have not seen this movie, but I've seen the whole scene of the the food scene. I've mm. seen that whole scene. Mr. Creosote. What scene you want to see? I don't know how I've seen that, but it's I haven't been, seen the it's whole been around a lot. It's, it's been around. Yeah, it's you've probably seen it on YouTube or uh, somewhere. Some clip thing. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Maybe. I know that one for sure. Um, I don't know. I can't say too many good things. I just don't That's really have the same man who tried to swim the English Channel. <laughs> Justine, did you like the uh, the opening bit with the pirates in the uh, accounting department? I thought it was very creative. Yeah, sure. The whole thing was creative, and then when they were getting their canyons prepped, I was like, oh, shit, is that thing going to shoot out paper? It didn't. <laughs> it's fine. But it was still pretty good. I was like, oh, it's it was very interesting. I like how they used the hooks from the coat hang. The, the coat, coat rack, rack. yeah. <laughs> it's like grappling they hooks. They took the fans, and then you can clearly see. You can clearly see the difference between their little shop and some big corporate one because the big corporate one didn't have fans. Yeah. <laughs> minimal things to work with as far as weapons. I mean, yeah. there were little things that I enjoyed. I like when they were dying and they're like, here, file this. Here, take this. Here. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how uh, it looked like. How, was that that's how business was? I would I would love to be a business. John, player. was that Matt Frewer? Was that did it? Was I wrong? Or was that Matt Frewer, the guy who throws himself out the window? Yeah. At the end? It is, isn't yeah, it? Yep, it Max is. Headroom. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's great. It was, it's just watching that whole first scene. You're like, what is happening? What are they prepping for? Like, are they cleaning something? <laughs> what is happening? It is well done. Um, it's it is the really best like it's interpretation. Just, of it's so takeover. out there and just genius. Um, but I mean, I didn't laugh during it. No, that's okay. I don't know. Just... Nothing made me laugh out loud. Mm. Maybe you smiled. <laughs> I even smiled. I was just oh, come maybe on. my maybe my brain smiled, but I was just there. You go. My face. There you smile. go. Your good brain. I want smile. that on a loop. My brain smiled. I want that on a loop. All about <laughs> those brain smiles. Not even when the baby just fell out of the mom's legs, and then the, she's like, "Hey, dear," and pick it up after it comes after the stork drops it off. Baby just no, literally. I like when they like they take the baby out and just shake it. And I'm like, there it is. <laughs> Show it to the mother and yep, love it. Yep, she asked if, if you'd like a recording. Show. You can get it on VHS, Betamax, Super Eight. All right, let's rank Monty Python's. Uh, uh, I love. I like it uh, again. I think it's. I think. Uh, I think Patrick hit it right on the head. I'm a fan of uh, Holy Grail. It's probably my favorite. Life of Brian would be second. This would be third. But uh, yeah, I enjoy it. It still makes me laugh. Some of the I like watching the sketches. 
It doesn't bother me. It's in sketch form. But uh, yeah, that's not a that's not something we see nowadays. There are, there were a few sketch comedies that came Kentucky Fried Chicken, Amazon Women on the Moon. Um, that uh, you know, and I, I always kind of enjoyed them. But it's not something we've had in a long time. So uh, it's it's a it's a it's a, a form of comedy that's kind of gone by the wayside. So uh, I could see why yeah. you wouldn't be you wouldn't be used to it. So uh, I don't. I'm not mad at you, Justine. Okay. But I feel like uh, eight minutes out deserve more love. But uh, I understand your feelings towards the Houston Astros. <laughs> they ruin everything. Uh, let's go ahead and rank it. Uh, Patrick, what do you got for uh, uh, being eight. A mark? an eight? John Sandy? Yeah, I give it an eight. Handsome Dan Handsome? Eight. Justine? I give it a six. Ooh. About that, we'll always have Paris. We'll always have Paris. I'm gonna give it a seven. I'm gonna give it a seven, guys. Seven, 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 seven. All right. Good, good week this week, guys. Good week. What'd you guys? Yeah. yeah solid week. Next week, Happy New Year. First of all, Happy Ba-da-bum. New Year, guys. Let's all be. Everything is so male heavy. You want to, Justine? Let me ask you a question. You want to switch it up? You want to, you want to break James Bond out over the next? Uh, we'll attach him to something else. So where it's like a bridge. Yeah, break him up. Okay, break hold him on. Up a bit. Okay, hold on a second. Give me a second. Let me get to the remote here, and uh, uh, let's see what we can do for you. Because you know what? You know here's, what you could do. Here's why it makes you sense. Me, you could, this week was a group of men. This week was a group of men, and then next week's going to be just the male one. I don't know if, even know if it's the same John, guy. let me Both hear men. your suggestion before I shoot it down. Go ahead. Oh, it was just going to be a joke. We could watch that movie, The Women, which is entirely women in the movie. Oh, that's a good the one. The Women? Is it about, what is it about? Oh, it's about an hour and a half. Hey! Let's watch The Women with Little Women. John, that there was a go. great joke. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> Thank you. That was solid. We're watching that's... Steel Magnolias. I'll watch Steel oh, Man. No. I'll watch that movie. <laughs> you guys want? Yeah, you want to watch it? Well, in for a good cry. What year is that? I don't know, but Dolly Parton's in it. I, I'll watch Dolly Parton. I love Dolly Parton. She's a she's an American. I don't think I've I've never seen uh, Steel Magnolia. She's an American treasure. What? What? I'll say that. I'll. Uh, it is 1989. Islands in the stream. That is what we are. Uh, what about uh, Islands in the Stream, guys? Anything? All right. So, anyways, what's next week? So, let's start picking up movies. So, we're going to start our pickup. We're done with the 80s, guys. Let's say goodbye to the 80s. Although, we will be getting some 80s movies because we're going to be watching. Um, we're going to be picking up some movies now. Picking up. Quite a few. We're picking up. We're picking up movies. We're going back and, dun, 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 get, dun, and getting dun, stuff dun, that we missed. Dun, dun. Guys, did we watch? Uh, we already did watch uh, the fifties War of the Worlds, didn't we? Yes. Mm. And we watched well, so far back. I can't remember. Yeah, we, did. we did War of the Worlds. We did. Yep. Nineteen fifty-three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And we did watch. We watched Treasure of the Sierra Madre because. Uh, yep. She was yep. very. Oh, here it is. Okay, here's what I'm looking for. We are going to go back, and we are going to watch a movie from 1941. Wow. 19, wow. 1941. See, these are, these are all out of order. Oh, I know why. Oh, I'm sorry. 
Hold everything. Hold everything. Let me go back. Hold, this. hold the phone. Go back. In. I couldn't figure out why. Uh, we're going to watch a movie called, are you ready for this? We're going to watch. So our first James Bond movie next week, let's watch For Your Eyes Only. And then we're going to watch a 1933 movie called Duck Soup. Duck Soup. Oh, Duck you're soup? kidding me. Duck, Duck soup. soup. Duck Soup. Duck Soup. Duck Soup. Duck, Duck Soup. Wow. With 1933. For your eyes. It's boy, a this, miracle. Boy, this is going to be. There's 50, these movies are 50 years apart. So. Uh, <laughs> We'll see how much filmmaking wow. has evolved in from from 1933 to 19. I think for your eyes only is 81, maybe so, but about 50 years apart. So we're gonna watch Duck Soup. Uh, I, your eyes only is 83. Oh, perfect! 50 years apart. That's wow. how we're gonna kick off the new. We're gonna kick off the new year with some old classics. Lovely. And then uh, we got we got a couple of good movies coming up. We got some classics. We got some classics. Duck Soup. The Marx Brothers. The Marx Brothers. I should have given it to the Marx Brothers. Mailed it to the Marx Brothers. Yeah, there you go, guys. Uh, someday we'll watch Kurosawa films. So. Uh, we will. We will. We will indeed. We're going to hit some. We're going to hit some coming back. That's what we're coming back to pick up, my friend. Uh, clicky, clicky. Um, guys, happy new year to you. Happy new year to our listeners. What a crap year this was, but hopefully this year... We'll get a little little ray of sunshine. We have a vaccine on the horizon, and uh, we're we're gonna get a new president. So uh, maybe we can start turning things around here in the next few weeks. Uh, here at the podcast, of course, nothing will change. We'll keep uh, bringing you the same quality product we bring you week after 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 week. And it's free, and there's only one cost. It's called stay the fuck home. Yeah, please. But uh, as always, if you'd like to send us money, uh, please send it directly to me. Uh, I'll make sure it gets dispersed uh, in or in, in. I'll disperse the money. Um, I'll I'll use a ranking system. You guys rank who on the show gets the most money after the host, of course. It's, and then I'll distribute is this the, the episode money. where we finally tell Mario about the secret Patreon or no? Oh, if you guys have a secret Patreon, that's fine. I wouldn't. I would. That would not bother me. That would not bother me. I'm not. I'm not in this to make money. <laughs> I'm in this to provide a service. Uh, I'm in this because I love people and I love pop culture, and I love talking to John Sandy and I love talking to Justine. And I love talking to Patrick, and uh, I in- I enjoy talking to Jake from time to time. So it all works out. <laughs> it's okay. The baseball put me to sleep. It so all works. Out. Don't fair. worry about it, man. Don't worry about it. It's okay. We don't. We are. We're not all going to like the same things all the time, and that's fine. That is a okay. Uh, I know our listeners don't always like what we like, but that's okay too. They're all mad about Picard right now. I'm gonna get some angry tweets. Trust me, I'm gonna get some. I'm gonna get some Picard gifts uh, in the thread when I post this later on. Um, but yeah, happy New Year to everybody. Please stay safe. Please stay healthy. And uh, what's your resolution for 2021, Patrick? Uh, I don't have one. What is your resolution for 2021, John Sandy? Hmm. Uh, just to maintain my sanity, I guess. <laughs> All right. That's perfectly fine. Uh, handsome Dan Handsome. Jake, what do you got? New Year's resolution. Yes. No, I don't have one. Justine? Lose this new double chin. You got a double chin? What? You, huh? look, you look great. Yeah, when I look down. 
We, well, everyone has a double chin when you look down. Yeah, but everybody has that when you look down. Nope. This is a yeah. new quarantine double chin, it's and when, it needs to go. If you have one when you look up, Whoa. that's a problem. That's the problem. When you look up. <laughs> it's brand new, and I don't like it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that made me laugh. You get the Mitch McConnell. You get the Mitch McConnell. Of, woo, 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 woo. He looks like <laughs> that thing from Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah. He looks like the eyeball monster from Pan's Labyrinth. No, he looks like a jerk. Yeah. He's a he's a turtle. Whenever the they do a political cartoon, it's always a turtle with uh, Coke bottle glasses. I, I don't believe in well, in uh, turtles. Don't deserve that slander, John. Yeah. Turtles My are resolution nice. should hopefully be done in two months. All right. Well, it's a goal. Good luck to you, Mike. I keep my resolution simple. Uh, One hundred Nazi scalps is what I'm gunning for. This uh, (laughs) hasn't happened yet, but I keep trying. (laughs) Uh, Guys, Uh. we we keep it simple over here. We we love you guys, and we we appreciate you listening. And uh, and uh, you know you're the reason we keep doing this because of the three people. Three, our three listeners out there. God bless you guys for listening, and please stay safe uh, this New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. Uh, may all your dreams come true in 2021. 2020 sucked, but at least the Dodgers and the Lakers won. Let's let's remember that. And uh, we have a new president to look forward to. How about that? Yeah, yeah. All right. It's no small thing. It isn't. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just tired. It is. It's exhausting, man. No small thing. That's going to be my new (laughs) (laughs) t-shirt. Don't bother. Don't even. New Year's resolution. Mm -hmm. With a pair of eyes looking down. With a pair of eyes like moon eyes. Googly eyes looking down. (laughs) And on the back, on the back it says, Yeah. Swing. How do you spell boy yo yo yoing? B O I hyphen O I hyphen O I hyphen I N G. There you go. There you go. Mm-hmm. You're welcome, guys. Uh yeah, so <laughs> So duck soup, duck soup and for your eyes only next week. See, Justine, I'm not mean to you. I know, thanks. It just means that I'm making James Bond go longer. Mm-hmm. Well, it's fine. isn't that what all the ladies but want? I, I just need to break up this masculinity. It's too much. Oh, well, you're going to hate duck soup. You're going to hate duck soup because there's not a woman to be seen except for the lovely yes, the, yes. the lovely there's Margaret two. Dumont. <laughs> yes, and also you get, uh, I believe, um, Lupe Velez. So you got oh, two. That's right. That's right. Yep. All right, guys. For John... For Jake, for Patrick, for Justine, we say happiest of New Year's, suck it 2020, fight the power, stay brown. This transmission ends now. <laughs>